are we done? Oh, we haven't started. You are listening to CIA, Cinematically Informed Americans, on Lucid Geek Speak. On Lucid Geek Speak. On Lucid Geek Speak. Welcome to CIA, Cinematically Informed Americans. My name is Sean Jones. My co-hosts are... Jordan Calger. Fred. Shay. Shay is our special guest for this week. Uh, appreciate you coming out. A uh, few quick things I do want to get out of the way. Talk a little bit about the things we agreed on in the, when we talked about Dark Knight Rises. And just kind of come to like a consensus. I think we can all agree it was a good movie. Good movie. Good movie, yes. Not the perfect Batman movie. It was a Christopher Nolan movie. Stretch of the imagination. <laughs> and it had a lot of problems. I even admit, like, it should have been more at night. And also, I was thinking yeah. two it was the a other day. It's a blockbuster movie. I don't think any of the Batman, Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if any of the Batman movies have ever made Bruce Wayne maybe crazy enough. Bruce Wayne's not supposed to be crazy. But he's just, it's I feel Batman like he that's should. a freaking psycho. Yeah, I feel like maybe. Mm. I would like to say, in defense of, you know, everything else, if you listen to that podcast, I say at one point we're talking about some movie that people liked or whatever, and I, it is important that people really liked the, that movie when they came out of the theater, so they yeah. came away from it with a good experience initially, Maybe not. for people like me, it's just not, it's not the same thing as my dad going to a Batman movie. Yeah, when I know. saw Dark Knight Rises, I mean, I was... Especially, there were just a few scenes in particular, especially watching Alfred react to Bruce Wayne's death, seeing uh, Gordon finally realize that, you know, Bruce oh, Wayne was Batman. and they, The last but, person in Gotham. But, yeah, Batman. I know, but it, at the same time, like, the way they handle that, when they cut back to that scene of Batman Begins, where he puts the, like, oh my god, like, I was tearing up so much at the end of that movie. And so I walked away, I was just like, it was so amazing, like, such a good ending. And then, even though... Even in the moment, though, I, was unha- I wasn't necessarily happy with him flying the bomb away from the city and all that. Into the sunset. Oh, because yeah. you admitted the ridiculous yeah. of that. We were like, well, I the st- timer was going. Because I said... Yeah, I was like, he should have died. Yeah, and you said... You said <laughs> how would yeah, he not like, be dead? He's going to be out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously... But I still liked it. It's just... But it wasn't a perfect movie. And it definitely was not as good as Dark Knight. And I think that's something that we all... I yeah. think those were all things we pretty much agree. Well, on. it's again, you as a comic book geek, you get your, you know, I mean, yeah, you get your hopes up, and then they fuck shit, Ghost Rider in your lap. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and the, the first two movies were so, we're so good. good. And of course, yeah. we talk, they have problems too. But man, I, the second one especially was really was really awesome. And I guess I just expected so much more after hearing so much about the third one before I saw it. Maybe yeah. that I, my expectations were a little just too kept high. Just getting up. And I, you know, Andy says he watched it, liked it, and then these had these nagging things. And as I was watching it, some of this stuff, I was just like, ugh. It took you out. It's okay. It looks really cool. Yeah. If it's enough to, to jar me for a minute and be like, what the fuck? Then I don't, that, that it puts me out, but I like it. I like to be into what's going on. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And, and you did make a good point when you said that those things that those characters did were, uh, well, you thought they were consistent with what Nolan had established these characters that's be. that's one thing I was. Gonna, my argument was then that Nolan does not understand these characters. Yeah, that get the, that was one thing I noticed the most in listening to the last episodes that I was arguing and a, a lot of defense was coming from just the context of those movies alone. Whereas for you, it was always back to like the character of Batman over the last seventy years. Like 
And so, like, when you talked, there was one point I remember listening to it uh, where you said how, um, you like, all these villains are still out there. All these people are still out there. But, like, in the context of the movies, there have only been, like, those, like, Scarecrow, Bane, and Batman. Or Scarecrow, Bane, and uh, Joker. And, like, and Two-Face, I guess. And Talia. And Talia. And so, Ross. Okay, so, like... Now <laughs> but, we're getting yeah. a rogues gallery going on. But, yeah. It's three movies. It's starting to get to a rogues gallery. The comic book I just read was uh, the... Uh, League of Owls, so they keep uh, oh, Court of Owls, so amazing. But it was a little when they tied it into Dick Grayson, and we're like, "Oh, you're actually descended from this one." I don't know. Yeah. That was a little. I just, sorry, I just read that part yet? I just finished it. Okay, good. No, he just finished it. I'll spoil movies all day, but I will not be a comic book spoiler. I did not read it, Fred. So you did spoil. Damn it! Koreans all hate me now. Sorry, right. Asians hate everybody, so <laughs> it's just their I within their Asians nature. I just beef with other Asians. Still got my nephew in my corner. <laughs> mainly, that's that's mainly what we do. We like to bash on each other it's... and black people. Come on, <laughs> I'm Korean. Now you just throwing Don't words. Don't call me in my Chinese. Mouth. I'm Korean. We're gonna have to cut all this out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess think that think one thing to take away it, from it is that uh, some of us have really strong feelings about feelings Batman. About Batman <laughs> you know, uh, so but yeah, I think it was. It was. I think some people will enjoy it. I didn't know. Probably learned a lot just from the thing, like people that didn't notice anything. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) Also, I didn't know if you guys had seen any of the Netflix or Hulu or movie recommendations since the last. I know that hasn't been that long, but according to our, in in the in the eyes of our viewers. But um, but I did watch the first episode of Joe Schmo season three. Oh my god! It's I watched so, that. I watched it on Spike. It's yeah, it was so pretty interesting. I, yeah, the first season was really good, and I missed the second one. But that was years between the seasons, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, there was like the yeah, first two like, were almost back to back, and then I think they took a huge. I just break. watched the most recent one. I don't know what season that the is. The Bounty Hunter? The one, yeah, the one that's the Bounty Hunter. That's good. the first one I've seen. It's oh, pretty pretty ridiculous. It's so amazing. <laughs> Ridiculously well, good, the thing yeah. Is, I recognized three, four of the people that are like, they're actors on that show. And yeah, like, a couple of them almost like, got, they look for almost got busted. Don't they're they're like, didn't I see you at an audition or something like that? Oh, yeah. Remember him like, sit at the table? And, like, like, no, all right. I seen you in Hollywood. You know, yeah. Or maybe it was Super Troopers. <laughs> yeah, all redheads look alike. Which I remember Super that. Too. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to yeah. jump into your news stories, but Super Troopers too going into production. I'm I'm so, super pumped so, about yeah. that. I like. I think Hope I like for joy. Prepare for disappointment. <laughs> Just yeah. try not to get hyped with anything. You know, like I'm, my favorite uh, superhero, like you know, series is probably the Iron Man series. Just because you know, it's just Tony Stark's just a genius. And now, are you, know, you talking not, about doesn't have were you a fan powers. of the comic at all as a kid or yeah, this, even just now for or my whatever, this or? is my you know favorite uh, just the fact that it feels like if I could make that suit I could be a superhero I wasn't like some alien or had something injected to me to make me super strong like I was able to design this suit you know it's kind of like Batman but Batman doesn't have like super strength and he has all that training and all really, that stuff really you trained, gotta, like, you gotta work out a lot and, and, and Tony Stark just seems like he just the, he's just the coolest alter ego to me like he just out of all the alter egos like Bruce Wayne's cool but like out of, you know Peter Parker he's just kind of like a lame teenager and I would say no and one made him as cool as Robert Downey as Robert, Jr. I'm a big Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. fan you gotta you know, yeah I mean he big, was pretty cool in the comics you know back big in the man day, crush was, like, banging models and stuff yeah but, but those man, and everything Jr. with it yeah, and see I was never I mean I am a huge 
comic book fan, have been since yeah. before I could read comics. He's a really uh, good Tony Stark. Never was a big Iron Man fan, even though that was one of the first comics I read was an old Tales of Suspense that my uncle had in a box at my yeah. grandma's house. See, I've heard that a uh, lot. A lot of people were just like, oh, it's just a suit, but I've always oh, liked man. that. But when I saw that first movie, I was like, holy shit, Marvel's. They're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing it. They're doing yeah. it right. And they figured oh. it out. Yeah, I remember I seen the first uh, preview, like, on a Super Bowl yep. when the Patriots played the Giants. And I'm yeah. like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. is making a comeback. And he's Iron Man. Wow. And it's directed by John Favreau. Like, I, there was just I a bunch of there was a bunch of curveballs, too. It's like, you know, they got Robert Downey. Like, I'll check it out. And then it's directed by John Favreau. Like, that was kind of something that was... I had no idea. And the dude is the bad guy. Yeah, the dude's <laughs> like, the I mean, bad guy. That, was... that right there is like crazy. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about the third down, one, but I don't want to get, you know, like we're talking about the hype. Like, I mean, it's the third one. There's, I have reservations gotta... with the Mandarin as a villain and Ben Kingsley in particular, but. Why? I like Ben's, Ben Kingsley's a good actor. Oh, I just. see, dude. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Did he win an Oscar for that? Yes, yes he, he did. But uh, I don't know. We'll We'll see. I'm, I think it's what, you don't be, like the way he talks. I think it's going to be a really good movie. You don't like. The, I'm just his, keeping uh, my expectations low. That's all. What is it you don't like about Ben King? Like, why do you not like the Mandarin as I, a villain? The Mandarin He's like is the a, Iron Man. Villain. I know he is, yeah. and I've been. But I think back to the cartoon and why I liked it as a kid. I also remember how ridiculous it was. Where he's like, nah, and he had all these rings, like the Tengu, and he shoots the beams, and it just. It's not going to be something about. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I just have those images flash in my head. And uh, I just, I think it may not work, but from the trailers, it looks phenomenal. Have you ever seen Ben Kingsley in anything that was bad? I'm hey. sure there's something. <laughs> Those I are the kind of dead spots they get left <laughs> in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it, it's significant. Yeah. Very significant. I'm yeah. sure there is. I just don't have it right now. While we're on this mm. line of questioning, Shay. Have you ever seen an actor in a Coen Brothers movie that you thought did a bad job? <laughs> no, I no. they well, I'm a, you know I got a boner for the Coen Brothers, so this is true. I think they all they all they know how to cast very well. Yeah, they do a good job. Mm-hmm. With all that stuff out of the way, uh, let's get into Shay's top ten. Special guest. Are you starting with number? You're gonna start number. Uh, this is no particular order. Like, okay. I feel yeah. I could, there's no way I could rank my favorite movies. So I just made a list. I of, can relate. Of ten movies that I could always watch. All you know that's in my collection. That anytime it's on TV, I will watch the whole thing. You know, put it in that I've seen. Um, first one I wrote down just because uh, we were talking about action movies and stuff. Uh, Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Yeah, that's just not not the third one, not Salvation, not the first one. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Um, just it's a classic. If you like action movies, you like Terminator Two. Um, I watched the childhood nostalgia with it too. Like I remember growing up in the '90s. That's when you know I was had toy guns and I was like you know. Wanted that Gatlin gun that they had, you know, and that one movie of the just... only good things Edward Furlong has done. <laughs> yes, it well, is. It's very, yep, yeah, it's and it's just, just that that Head Cemetery too. And oh, uh, it's just <laughs> the thing on Netflix where people have TVs for heads on the cover. You know what I'm talking about? It's like this is not a movie or whatever it's called or something weird. I don't know. I'm never gonna watch it. He's in Detroit uh, Rock City. I mean, it's got uh, Edward Furlong. Yeah, give him that. That's not yes, a bad movie. Yeah, Terminator Two. It's it's uh, you see it today and it's. Like, if you I, watch it today, it's still something that's... I will say, I watched time. it recently, and it's aged a little bit for me. But it did stand... A little stand, bit. But that movie... It's still it's a good still, movie. It's yeah, still it's kind of, kind of standing movie. the test of time. Now, see, yeah. when I saw that movie in the theater, I mean, you know, that was the beginning of this whole... That was really the beginning of the whole 
good looking CGI where you were yeah. like, it looked like crazy shit was happening in real life. I mean, that was a significant step because yeah. before that, you really, anything with special effects, you had to have a little bit of suspension and disbelief. Yeah. It's kind of like the difference between, uh, you know, the year before Star Wars came out, a movie called Logan's Run yes. won the Oscar for best special effects. That was the year before? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I started if, anybody, if you've ever seen Logan's Run, yeah. it's like a ray gun sparkler in the end of it. <laughs> 20 feet away, something blows up. Yeah. And some sparks. Yeah. And it won the Oscar for best special effect. The next year, the ship and the words. And right away, you're like, what the hell is this? I mean, blows you. That was like that. When T2 came out, it you just yeah, really... even from it, Terminator 1 to 2. like that. Yeah, and that was also the beginning yeah, of... I talked about this, series. but that time period was a perfect... It's a perfect movie to talk about this, but was the beginning of when they started doing the 6.1, like all the crazy Dolby oh, where yeah. Jurassic Park and Something that stuff. Back, you really started you to get where sound background. traveled around yeah. you or from side to side or you heard stuff behind you. And that movie, man, like, it stands out as one of those. I came out of that ready to... Chew nails and shit bullets. You know, yeah. I mean? Every like, time I watched it, I wanted to go out and you know play with my friends. You because know, I live in the projects in Ducoin, Illinois. You know, like I wanted to go out and play with my friends. And you know, I was I was a Terminator. The other guy was like the T three thousand. We you know I had I had a huge collection of toy guns. Oh yeah. That movie always got me fired up to go play guns. You know. Oh, yeah. And uh, am I alone and always Cameron? You know. When you think about that movie, or am I alone and always thinking about the. Uh, the scene from Wayne's World, where, where they had the same actor who played T one thousand came up to Wayne when he's in his car and he's oh, like, yeah. "Have you seen this boy?" He's like, "Ah, yeah, he does yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah, reference." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use that reference. <laughs> Robert. I was remember running with knife hands. Also, Robert awesome. Patrick was in Double Dragon. <laughs> yes, he was. The only movie I think that we've been able to find other than Deadfall with Nicolas Cage that got a zero percent rating. I don't know how because that, I that thought was, it was a great video movie. game, right? There was a Double Dragon video game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Made the movie. Fucking early awesome. 90s. You loved the movie. Yeah. I, okay, love is a really strong word. It came out, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I really liked as a kid. Yeah, I watched it. Oh, it's I so terrible it. though. Like, I lo- it was ridiculously good. I love the idea of the millions. Just the uh, the powers that went with it, where the one dude was. Uh, Invulnerable, and, and it was the party of five kid, <coughs> and then the other, <laughs> and the other guy Stop could what? like turn into a spirit and like possess people. That was kind of neat. Uh, no. was, I know. I used to watch was, the cartoon. Also, there was, was a mind. cartoon. That was pretty decent. The cartoon came out after, and I would watch that too. So very. Uh, I don't know why, but for some reason, it reminds me of the the that Jackie Chan Adventures. It was kind of the same stylized yeah. looking thing. That was a cartoon, a right? The, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's bringing back a lot of this. Anyway, great first <laughs> little, movie. Nobody's had anything. So and just uh, no, there's nothing. Terminator really Two, you know, like the Hasta La Vista Baby, I'll Be oh, Back, the One Liners. Oh yeah, and then that, and the, the, the one scene that just comes to my head right now every time somebody you know mentions T Two, the part where he's uh, showing that he's a robot, showing he's the machine, he's cutting his forearm off. Oh, yeah, dude, it reminded me of my Bionic showing Man doll. They used to cut that out in TV. Too graphic, just showing that. Yeah. I was going to say... Uh, uh, Hamilton's a, a Banff, you know, tough chick. I don't know what's happened to her, but... Her and her twin sister. Hamilton? They Hamilton. were both in the Terminator movies. Didn't realize that. identical twin sister, and she <laughs> plays... She's in the one where she's standing by the school, the fence, and... The, yeah. yeah. That's her. When she sees herself, that's not a mirror trick. That's her twin sister. Mm. Weird. Awesome. And James Cameron was again. married to her, but then they get divorced... Yeah, probably. See, these podcasts are, are learning, <laughs> learning process, <laughs> it too. It is, it is. It's a learning experience. I they were. I didn't know that. Uh, oh, I was going to say... Um, but how, hey, how cool when you first saw... How old were you when that came out? 
teenager, oh, early. It came out in '92. Uh, yeah, I was so, okay, about five, okay. six. <laughs> How cool did you think Eddie Furlong? Because I was like twenty or whatever. Yeah. How cool did you think Furlong was when he had the ATM trick and got all yes, the money? Yes, I him? thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like dirt bike, dirt bike. What you know what it brought to me? Even at like twenty, whatever I was, twenty, twenty-two, or however old I was at the time. It reminded me of the Asian kid from Goonies. Yeah, no, just yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh, that kid's got kind of, like, <laughs> you know, Just yeah. when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that kid, he's smart." So no matter how whiny he got through the rest of the movie, it didn't matter. He was that kick-ass kid with a dirt bike that was able to rape a machine. How cool were dirt bikes did. in the '90s? Like, what kid did not want to just? Cruise around on a dirt bike. And then I, I wanted the dirt bike. The only ones that didn't want them was those of us that already had. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I've had them, but yeah, I mean, that was I never yeah, you grew up in the middle of nowhere. Did, you pretty much. I was a townie. Yeah, cursed with the townie. Okay, so, so I guess we'll we'll get the Terminator Two. Terminator, we all agree with that, that that's, that's a good yeah, one. You can watch movie. that anytime it's on. Yeah, right? yeah pretty amazing. The soundtrack. All right, so this kind of switching on. This is something I watched last night, but it is one of my favorite. It's something I've only seen a couple times, but I'm gonna keep it up there. It's in my co- uh, my collection. Uh, Requiem for a Dream. I That's think a. We, we've had. Uh, it's probably not as agreeable as Terminator Two. It's you know it's a different. Uh, follow, it's but it's something uh, its own beast. Just, I, I like thought it's a, it's a great movie. Yeah, it it is. It's I think it terrifies. Anyone who's ever had a pass with drugs, <laughs> yeah, and, and that was you know, I, made, I made a note that it's it's a uh, addiction thing. not just with like you know drugs, but just the, the old lady that's addicted to TV. She thinks she's gonna be on TV, and then she gets turned, yeah. and that's like the turn of the prescription drug age. You know, great right. observation so, from that movie. A lot of people don't take that from that at all. Money. A lot of people didn't catch that that. It's not just about drugs. It's that there's a ton of people in there that are, have their own private addictions, and that's really what the movie. Marlon Wayans, as weird as mom. That, there are obviously things that come to mind before you think about these themes. We mm. think of that movie, but you ass know, to ass being one of them. Uh, you know. Ass to ass. You that is probably ass. the most. As soon as that's, this comes up, that's usually the first quote that comes. That was the last. Re- that was the last resort to score. You know, that old guy was so. Cr- and uh, Jared Leto's character is still banging, you know, in the infected wound. He's oh, like, I'll, I'll lose it. He's like, I'll yeah. lose my buzz. It's a like, horrifying movie. Else, you know, yeah. and, uh, it's definitely. It's not something, and that's not something I'll watch all the time. But I'll put it up there as like a, a good movie. You, you know, guys ever notice how they use that same theme, the theme from that, and the trailers for Return of the King? I haven't noticed that. No, um, I always thought it was weird because as soon as they started using that for Return of the King, I was just like, "Oh God, not no. the Requiem!" Requiem. Because <laughs> that's yeah, what I, 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 I kept thinking. Of really I was seen, like, "Don't taint this for I've me." I've seen Requiem <laughs> probably a total of three times, but I, the uh, cinematography, <clears> you know, like the behind-the-scenes stuff, like the camera work. You know, when she's got one pill in her hands and her fridge is scaring her, and then it makes a sound like a pill. It's well done. Dropping, yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I think we all. The, the flow, you know. <clears throat> the, we should talk just briefly. Routine. Darren Arnofsky, the director, yeah. he's uh, he's really fucking good. I'm trying to think Dude, of. Black Swan. Black Swan. He, of course, got the Academy Delicious. for. And then, uh, well, actually, did it did it get Best Picture? Yeah, it probably. Or Best yeah, Director, maybe. Like a bunch of old. Can't remember. I know she won for Best Actress. Natalie Portman did, but I don't yeah, know it's else. got a couple nods that year. Um, well, it was definitely nominated. That's and that's kind of why I had up there too. Because that movie too, or nominated. Mm, I don't think so. I think she just won for Best Actress. I don't know. And Black Swan. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. And did it? It didn't. I don't know if it got 
I think it was not to know about movies, but it was not. not it was at least nominated. It was at least nominated. That's that I know for sure. But um, I was going to say Darren Aronofsky also. Um, he did a really strange movie. I don't know if you guys saw that at the Fountain. Did you guys watch that? No, I didn't watch it. Was I know what it is. Hugh Jackman movie? Yeah. And it, I, yeah, I've seen it on Netflix. I never did actually it's watch based, it. It interested me. Apparently based on a graphic novel, too, which I, never, I haven't read it, but I watched the movie. I actually the own Fountain? it. I own it, watched it a few times. Really, really cool movie. Uh, a little confusing. A little convoluted, but uh, really great imagery and stuff. And it's just... And Hugh Jackman, I thought, was really good. It. It's a good movie. I think so. I thought and that's so. what you see. If you like his kind of strange movies, visual style, you... you'll like it. It's a really good yeah, movie. Yeah, that's what pulls you in. Just the, I mean, the way the, the way it flows. So you did know. watch it, the fountain? No, I'm talking. Oh, just in this, in his movie. Yeah, just in watch his, that one next. In his uh, his vision. But yeah, the Requiem for a Dream is probably his best movie. There was another one he did too. I think it was called Pie, and it's literally oh, yeah, a yeah. pie oh, symbol. Yeah, that's where you got yeah. yeah. That movie was That's fucked actually up. on the case. I, yeah, uh, I did see that. I that didn't realize that was the that same was guy, but that was pretty weird. Pretty twisted. And there's That's on Netflix too, by the way. Yeah, I feel like there's one other one. Oh yeah. Oh, that movie is so strange. Like a guy who's a mathematician, I guess, and he's trying to find a way to uh basically like an algorithm to predict the stock market. <laughs> but he ends up finding something totally different. Hmm. And there's some like Basically, finding the problem, oh, dude. The I don't discovery. Know. It gets very. <laughs> you discover something, but maybe it's not what you. Oh, it goes on a whole nother. It, you got check that movie out. It's interesting. It's black and white. I'll warn you on that. But it's it was yeah. made in the nineties. Well, they don't have like, British so accent. Ninety five. Yeah. No British accent. Night of Living Dead number one movie was black and white. Yeah, that's so. right. That won't bother you. But uh. I feel like there's one other Darren Aronofsky movie I'm leaving out. I, I think I, I've only seen the two, Requiem and Black Swan. Yeah, I'm I yeah like, see, I have not seen Black Swan. Black Swan was a good movie. Yeah. i seen the good part. It's a good movie. <laughs> the, good part, <laughs> the parts of Natalie Portman, Les and Albert, Mila, Mila Kunis. Yeah. Great acting. This great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Great names. Yeah. Portman and Kunis. <laughs> oh, the episode with her in South Park, Natalie Portman, the Thor episode. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> it is so fun. I haven't seen that. Is that from one of the newer seasons? I yeah, it's actually it. on Netflix. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's called the uh, some like Thanksgiving episodes from season mm-hmm. fifteen. So I'm gonna check. We're on the I'm South Park way. subject. Can I just go ahead and get my Netflix recommendation out of the way? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do a whole. Yeah, we're, gonna set it, we're gonna go into it. <laughs> All right, no. We're gonna, what's the next? Uh, what's the no, next? We'll, okay, stay on topic here. Let's stay mm-hmm. on topic. Um, this is Tried. one that. Is I'm sure it's on everybody's list as well. Um, the Big Lebowski. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Did make a couple lists. Yeah, yeah. Taylor had number one. Um, I'm just, just you made something to add to it. I'm, you know, it's a Coen Brothers, my one of my you know my favorite filmmakers, and the dude, uh, one of the most you know recognizable characters in cinema, oh, probably yeah. uh, yeah. one of the most. Everybody knows a dude. You know, it's one of the most likable characters. Like a, yeah. everybody's favorite slacker. Like this guy, like needs to get his shit together, but I'll still <laughs> hang out with him. You know, like I'll go see. Actually, our last podcast you know, we still have fun on the 15th with anniversary of the release of that movie. I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. That. I didn't either until I got home. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's oh. just one of those cult films that made the list. You know, like Fight Club. And all it's that amazing. Stuff, yeah, like cult. Great movie. But yeah, everybody can relate to the dude. And everybody has a little dude in them. You know, everybody's favorite <laughs> slacker, and just the Coen Brothers. Oh, it yeah. just and it's just yeah, white Russians. Um, just the and the Coen Brothers are uh, really good at like um, dialogue. You know, 
recognizable quotes and stuff like that. John, probably mm-hmm. one of John Goodman's best movies. Um, yeah. I heard he was really good in Flight. I hadn't seen I that. I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. This may surprise you guys, but I, I'm often compared to John Goodman. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think I, I've said that before, too. In the summertime, when you get those yeah. Elvis glasses out and you have <laughs> the cargo <laughs> shorts on, the Walter look friend, <laughs> I've seen it. I have seen it. Another thing about the Lebowski and the Coen brothers is just they have, like, just normal people getting involved in extraordinary, just weird things that they normally wouldn't get involved in. Mm-hmm. Lebowski with the German mafia, you know, atheist, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, and then there's, like, Burn After Reading, the gym owner who gets involved with the CIA. Sure, yeah. um, what's your What's your favorite quote or your favorite part of Lebowski, or do you have one? Like, something that really, just the thing that really sums up the whole <laughs> movie to you? Or the, uh, the, thing, probably, the one thing you think of when you think of the movie? Uh, either, hey, there's a beverage here, or... <laughs> new, yeah, new, yeah. New things have come yeah. to light, man. New things you have know? come to light. Um, <laughs> I've seen a lot, so there's a lot that come to me. So, or just the old... Um, Eight-year-olds, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the part with the Creedence song, too. Well, I just got out of the doctor's appointment, and he, like, drops the joint into his lap and crashes into a dumpster. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. That, car, that car goes through a lot. It's yeah. like, is there, is there any leads, man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, when the police are interviewing him after his uh, car was stolen with his briefcase, mm-hmm. um, he's like, well, he's like, I had an important, you know, briefcase for my job. And there's like, well, what kind of, the police are like, what kind of work do you do? And he's like unemployed. <laughs> so there's a lot like yeah. I think the two things I always think of that is him explaining to the other Lebowski that he's not. Like he's just like I'm no I'm oh, a dude yeah. man El Duderino. <laughs> yeah, very beginning. He's yeah. where's, where's the money Lebowski? And that's what starts it off. You know, normal, oh, yeah. And then that's involved. the other thing I think of is them coming in. Where's the money? Him opening up the bag and be like, what the fuck is this? I'll just be out of golf. Obviously, you know, I got the two dialogue quotes that stick out the most to me are what you were just talking about <laughs> at the end of that little spiel when he says, or El Duterino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing, like that <laughs> yeah, right yeah. there. And then just, when just she the says, dialogue. that's Klaus, he's a nihilist, and he looks at her and he goes, that must be exhausting. Hilarious at the very beginning because it was you know it was uh, made during the Bush administration, uh, Bush Senior, and he's like this aggression will not stand. Like you hear that in the background. Because he watched it on TV. And then, yeah, then later in the movie, he's like this this will not stand, man. This aggression will not stand. <laughs> it's like he just heard him say that, and then uh, also yeah, when he asks, he says he's a nihilist. You know, he's passed out when he meets Tara Reid. After going to regular Lebowski's house, meets Tara Reed and Bunny. uh, there's yeah, a yeah, bunnies and uh, <laughs> Snags there's up a guy a passed out with a whiskey bottle floating in the in the pool and uh, he's like, Oh, he doesn't care, he's a nihilist, you know, and then yeah. like he that sees was... his name in the porno later yeah. and he's like he's like, Oh I know that guy, he's a nihilist. <laughs> yeah, because he's yeah. so early in the movie, you know, so he's just like picking up yeah. Saying stuff just that he just conversations. Oh, more. How good was she? Oh, that was great. Good. Yeah. As the freaky, His special weird lady artist. friend. I've been noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> she's been in a lot of stuff that I've been seeing. Like I'll just watch like uh, movies I haven't seen in forever or never seen at all, and it's like, oh, Julianne Moore, like Boogie Nights, and uh, the kids are all right. That's Boogie one that Nights. I, we were talking about that recently. Yeah. Somebody ago. Andy hadn't seen it. Well, we yeah he had he had watched uh, what was it a. Uh, uh, there Will Be Blood was in his top ten. Mm-hmm. And I asked my other Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Magnolia uh, and Magnolia, Boogie Nights. That's another weird one. That's uh, it. And I was like, and he hadn't seen Boogie Nights. And 
But yeah, she's really good in that. She was really, I don't, mm-hmm. she's really good in pretty much everything she's in. Though yeah. I don't think she's always in good movies. What was that movie, The Forgotten? Do you guys remember that one? Oh, God. Where a kid gets tamed <laughs> by aliens? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> boom, he's gone. <laughs> Out the ceiling. I did not watch yeah, that. Yeah, what was that? I, uh, it it was like, I watched The Fourth Kind not too long ago. Oh, I didn't yeah. Find that. Mila Kunis is, you know, she's awesome, uh, but uh, this, I didn't think that was a very good movie. Mm. Who was um? I thought Mia Jovovich was in that for some reason. Oh, that's what yeah. I meant to say. I meant oh, that. okay. Just yeah. uh, end it there. Oh, Mila Jovovich, not Mila Kunis. She Sorry. is hot too. Yeah, yeah totally a different way, but still Eastern Bloc Russian area yeah. in those terrible <laughs> wrestling movies. I love yeah. the first. Which there's another one coming out. Woo! Another wrestling movie. Probably like three hundred million dollars, <laughs> right? Because he's got to top the last the, one. You get the badge flash. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's almost like the uh, basic instinct yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Easter egg. Ever elusive Russian beaver. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. She's ma- I think I think we can all agree Mia Jovovich's best work was in Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a that great too. movie. Yeah, probably. All right. Leave Dennis Multipass. Oh, I, did you ever see uh, <laughs> The Messenger? The Joan of Arc story? Oh, I oh, remember yeah, she, she was in that. I didn't watch it. She's got good. Oh my, really? It's great. It's really, yeah, really she's good. She's doing a lot of good things. But I'm a really big like. I love that Joan that of Arc period, and that history. period of history and that yeah. stuff. But she's got the short hair. Oh and yeah, and she's a badass. I mean, it, I'll it, check it out. Sword, you know. It's, yeah. And fucking Malkovich plays a cardinal or something, doesn't he? Yeah, Malkovich. Fuck face. I can't even think of that all right, what so, do we got next? Let's um, go it. Got sticking on the Coen Brothers. We'll just get this one out of the way real quick. Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah. I am a man of constant sorrow. Yeah, and that's, that's, like a, that's a point I highlighted here that, uh, you know, it's soundtrack. Like, I don't like, I never liked bluegrass or country or anything like that, but until that movie came out, I, mm. I banged that. CD in my tape deck. You know, well, you know, it's school. not bluegrass. Like, it's <laughs> old timey. Old folk and yeah, just no, it's called old timey. That's the genre. <laughs> they, yeah, and that is, and they even even the one the oh, it's. But yeah, I can't think of what else he's in. But the guy that that's the maybe the uh, radio station guy that he's like. Hey, man, some of that old time music, and they, they just oh, started, yeah. you know, with the fake beards or whatever. Yeah, the Manicons and Sorrow. Uh, that was even like played on the radio and MTV. And yeah, I went so back and really I, good, I was trying to figure out. I was like, who did the original? And at one point, I was like, oh, Bob Dylan did the original. But then I'm like, then I did more research, and I was like, oh, eventually, I was like, no one really. I don't think anyone no, knows who did the old, original. Old it's it's one of those songs that just people would do oh, it, and original. no one knows where it came. And like, you know, the jar or something I don't like know if you guys, any of you guys, know this, but you know, Tim, what's his name, the third, not Turturro or Clooney, but the third guy in the trio, John. Tr- no, oh, his name's Tim something. Oh, the, th- uh, the three guys are main characters. It's yes, Turturro, Clooney. Not Turturro, uh, Clooney, uh, whatever. Yeah, Turturro. Turturro. The guy that was in oh, the yeah, Hulk. Turturro, and then the little yeah, guy. The, the, the guy that was in the Hulk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He is the only one of those three guys that he actually sings on that song, on the original recording of that song, the Soggy Bottom Boys, the band, whoever sings that actually Soggy recorded Bottom for that. Boys, yeah. He actually sings With the on that. Like He's actually singing <laughs> in the part. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't and know he that. was in the Hulk. Yeah, the Hulk yeah. movie, which I used to like, but now that I've seen Mark Ruffalo, I'm like, it's not as good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah, I got Hulk's in the news, yeah, too. Hulk we'll talk about news. that a little later. I hope it's a deal. Hulk news! <laughs> so, and there's no, another note about the Brother Arthur. Like, we all grew up in, like, an English class reading The Odyssey from Homer. Oh, I mean, yeah. This was just, like, an yeah. interesting, like, modern tale to that. Like, oh, this is, you know, the Cyclops with 
uh, and the sirens and all that stuff, how it follows that. So it was like an old storybook Greek story that was brought to life by my favorite filmmakers. <laughs> I <laughs> love that part of the movie wrong. where it's just like, down by the river, and they're singing like, mm-hmm. down yes. down yeah, the I mean, sirens. so creepy to me, and I was like, oh, don't do it, boys, don't do it. They're so like, and all, you know, because they're just country bumpkin, like easy folk, just got out of jail. And oh, see a yeah. woman. This yeah, is going to seem strange, but do you know who wrote that? Uh, uh, I think it was probably it's Ethan Cohen. It's not on my top look at me. <laughs> I just have a weird... Because Joel, I think Joel Cohen is like the in charge yeah, of the direction. Right? And then Ethan, and I think Ethan and Joel... Like, you don't think who wrote it? I felt like it was someone else. And I'm not going to say it because I'm pretty sure it's not. You feel like that now. I'm pretty sure usually they team up. Usually it's... They both write in one direction. I feel like it's somebody, but I will, on, I will wait and look it up. Asian. Look it up on a super <laughs> smartphone. I can do it. This phone is possibly correcting my English. I can do it, but we can let the Asian. But no, I love the. What happened to your mama? She R U N N O F T. Run off. The kid kid that drives with the blocks on his head. Yeah, and then he finally gets the end. He's like, "Are you gonna ruin it? Whatever, Rufus. Whatever, hog swallow." When did you did you read this? Did you say you ended up reading the Odyssey in high school? Yeah, we've read it. I probably read it. Oh yeah, we had to read that. Maybe it's written by Ethan Cohen. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, what I was gonna say. I was pretty sure that those guys were. Yeah. Ethan's yeah. usually the one that does the writing, and then Joel the Rex, like he teams. They're produce. They do it all. That's just they're like the Wachowskis, but they're both always guys. Well, and the Wachowskis. I'd almost have put that Wachowskis in the top just ten, producers, by the way. Though, well, they're, right? I mean, they're brothers. The Wachowskis yeah. don't direct. And Wachowski? Well, yeah, they do, but not always. Wait, he's he's talking about the Wachowski brothers, right? Yeah, that's yeah, what the I'm talking about. Yeah, Wachowski. well, what were you saying? They don't. What they, did you say? They just, they produce? Know, they just produce. A lot of they times, they, they, they direct, right? write, and all that other stuff, too. Like yeah, the Matrix, they, they did everything. They wrote it, directed it, produced it. I can't believe one of them wasn't on them. And they also. I'm thinking of the Weinstein company. Yeah, yeah, they're oh, they, the Weinstein. Yeah, they sit back and yeah, cut checks yeah, and yeah, yeah. They just you know smoke this. cigars and use hookers <laughs> for ashtrays. Yeah. Like, it's, it's been a long shift. Cut that out. It fries your brain. <laughs> it does. But uh, Wachowski brothers. He works for the whole. And now it's just the Wachowski siblings because uh, Larry became Lana. So. Oh, I see. Yeah, I remember. That's what he was referencing the, when he yeah. made the joke earlier. The well, so now game. they are. He's he did completely. Oh yes, you didn't well, do an interview with him or anything. Oh, or her. Sorry, well, yeah, yeah, it just got I mean, progressively weirder. I wasn't sure he was actually a woman because for a while he was just a cross dresser, and then it was transgender thing. He's becoming a woman, but I, you know, whatever. I think he went under More the knife a while back. I mean, Chasky siblings. What else is that yeah. doctor that specializes in those operations going to do? <laughs> More successful than most. But I, have, I don't think any of you have seen. Uh, Lana and Andy's latest film. Uh, did you watch? Have any of you seen Cloud Atlas? I have. I, I can't wait I to talk about the movie. I haven't I love had, it I haven't so had much. four hours to watch it yet, but I do have access to it. I do have access to it. That's all I'm looking for is access to it. So, I mean, I'll watch it. Like, 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 <laughs> I, like, I watch probably it soon. It'll come out. <laughs> it's not supposed to be out. Like it was supposed to yeah. be out a while back. Then they delayed if it. If I had access, I'll watch it. Well, what's the deleted scene? It's going to be seven hours long. Like, come on. It is, it is probably about three and a half. The reason I want to see that is because everybody said that that was an unfilmable book. Oh. That there was no way they could. And in reading, I haven't read the book. I've read about the book and I've been reading up on it. I'm probably going to read it when I get done with all the other, you know. Movies and books occupy a lot of my time. But I it 
it just looks like it would be awesome. And if it's anybody, so good. If from what I've read about the book, if anybody was going to do that, please, the Wachowskis. If they, if Marvel's not going to make, yeah, it, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's so. I, I I can't talk. Whenever more of us have seen it. I will. We will have a huge. We will have a segment devoted to cloud. Because I, I walked away from that movie, and it just. It feels like it just. Oh man, experience, uh, huh? Yeah, blew my mind. It's such a great, great film. Yeah, all around. It has everything. It's definitely something I'm watching. But okay, so we had a. We got a brother right there. Where are we at now? We'll go to a more lighter notes, I guess, uh, with Pineapple Express. It's hilarious. Like, I mean, I had to have a comedy. Like, I, Oh Brother Art There, Big Lebowski, like, there's have, like, a comedic, you know, part of it, but it's not. A Big Lebowski is. I mean, they're funny, but it's not supposed yeah. to be a comedy. I think it's more of a farce kind of thing, right? More, yeah, like, yeah. A, wow. Big it's, Lebowski it's, I mean, more serious than. Serious stuff happens. It's more serious than a particular genre of comedy, but this is, a, like, an action comedy. Pineapple Express, you know, and it's, uh, I like how it, it transitions like a comic book, you know, like, meanwhile, this is how, you know, when they're flashing before, between uh, fil- uh, stills and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, a majority of uh, moviegoers and just a large percentage of younger people, that demographic probably smoke, you know, marijuana, so that was, uh, <laughs> that's a good stoner movie, so I'm sure that, you know. I'm not kids. much, I don't. I appreciate the movie, and I'm not into that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you don't have you know, to. Know, stoner, I, but I thought it was really funny. It's I'm really. I'm pretty good. sure the stoner aspect sells to a lot of moviegoers. Was that one of the um, first? Well, James again, it's Franco. like you were talking about when the Coens throwing people into weird situations, like throwing a stoner into anything other than watching TV is funny. <laughs> That's gonna be you know what I mean? And it could be like, oh no, he has yeah. to get a job at a grocery store. I would watch two hours of that. <laughs> Cabin you know? in the Woods. Franco, and Franco like, was probably one of the best characters in the movie. Who's that? Cabin in the Woods. Have you seen that? The guy who was the stoner in it. Oh yeah, Joss Whedon. Yeah. I have seen that. <laughs> yeah. Movie. yeah, he was. But yeah, amazing. I think James Franco. That's like one of James Franco's best roles, like as far as breaking out of his element, you know, and playing. Because up until then, it seems like he had mostly done serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he just played the. St- he did a really good Outside job. Outside of as being like the stoner, you know, but, his you know. character was very serious yeah. in Spider Man. And yeah, uh, the third one. But have you seen? And I'm, I don't like bringing up movies if I don't can't don't know, you didn't know anything about them. But I saw a movie. I don't know what the title is. Where he and another guy play these two brothers that are both like geniuses, and one of them becomes a successful doctor, and he ends up he has all this potential, but he keeps like getting drunk or getting into drugs and fucking up and just this crazy. It's a great movie, yeah, and if I, you have I, an opportunity, I've seen that it. as well. I think I don't know and what it's called. I don't know what it's called either. I just remember the uh, the older brother was always just kind of riding down on James Franco about not being successful, and then at by the end of the movie, the roles almost kind of reverse in a way. So it's, right, it's and you think good. at one point that he's redeemed himself and that he's uh, turned his life around, all this stuff, and then. It turns around and you don't even know, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, he really did take the script drugs out of the locker or whatever. Like, it's just a weird. It's really good though. And Franco, man, that movie, it was. I mean, he, you know, it was probably some small independent film, but I felt like he was Oscar worthy acting in that movie. I thought he was really, really good. Hmm. And he's this pre- was he's proved himself as a good actor kind of wooden, in a few you know? movies lately. And yeah. I, and Pineapple Express is just something that he, like, you can tell he's having fun with it. Oh, you know, and, he, oh, and, he, yeah. and you know, I know a lot of stoners myself. So, and he seems like somebody I would know, I love him <laughs> somebody I can relate to. You know, love him in Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> so that's, just, I mean, that's just yeah. and, and Seth Rogen, just, just typical Seth Rogen. You know, in that movie, just 
Seth Rogen, he, he, I have uh, some mixed feelings about him. He does kind of play the same character in everything. Yeah, and I it think depends that's almost, on what movie yeah. fits. It's him, kind you know? of a and fault. I think Pineapple Express fits him. You know, yeah. It's kind of a fault, and it's kind of a way to make a lot of money, <laughs> right? Just that Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Owen Wilson. Fuck it, I'll be typecast. You know, <laughs> all those guys who just do the same thing every time. But I don't know. I did you get, well. I won't go into too much. What's, what, uh, what's, what's next? next? Uh, we got something. By uh, Tim Burton. Yeah. Big I Fish. Think, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that made, we talk, we talk that made some other lists? I'm so mad yeah. that I didn't include that in my top ten now that two other people have dropped that. Really? I, I really... Yeah, oh, Big I Fish really, is... Uh, it's, it it so really bad. probably is. If I had to pick ten forever, that's had to be one. It's kind of got like the fantasy. With, oh, yeah. With, you I know, love it. With, uh, I absolutely like magic love that movie. And just science. You know, like, and the narration, too. Like the way... The narrator's yep. voice sounds like this town was too small for a man of my ambition, you know. Like oh, yeah. ways, and he's like you studying married. up. He's like, I had giganticism, but that didn't stop me, you know. Like, it, was kinda, right. it, was, it was humbling, um, you know. It's kind of remind me of Carnival a little bit, like the way it was. Well, because it was kind of circus people in it. Yeah, and it was like real, freakish, and it was real you know, fluid, like, like a dream or a magical, fantasy thing. Yeah, like, the story he was telling. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's all based on the stories. It's it all really the stories like the narration. You know, I like I like movies with good like. Cinematography and narration, oh, like that com- movie the is combination beautiful. together, it's, just gorgeous. and one of the brightest Tim Burton movies you'll ever see. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think I mean, it's it's not your thing was kind of like that. But man, this movie is—I mean, it's sunny, bright, and primary colors and white picket fences and yellow flowers. Like, I mean, it's very <laughs> anti. Yeah, and the, the sleepy-headed guy, you know. Grabs. Yeah, I know. It's totally different from like Edward Scissorhands or Coraline and all that stuff. But yeah, it's just uh, it's just delightful. That's the way I can describe it. It's know, amazing. Like, when we talked about it before, we like when we talked about it on the last episode. I think we literally all decided we could find no fault with it. Not at all. <laughs> I don't believe there is one. Enjoy it thoroughly. Yeah, these it's are, so good. These are all movies that are in my collection. By the way, it's everything that's in my stack. Nice. When we talk about Big Fish, I feel like I need to watch it again. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, and that's, and that's where this podcast it's on is more of a... Like, oh, yeah. is it really? It's recently. on Netflix now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I did want to bring up one thing because I brought up the last one and no one else remembered this. Do you remember the song that plays at the beginning of the credits when the movie ends? Holy the Man of the Hour geez. song the, from Eddie I Better? think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Eddie written Vedder, before the movie. Is have really you ever good. heard a song by Pearl Jam? Because it sounds a lot like that. Eddie it Vedder, doesn't. No, I, and it, and it, uh, Did you know, uh, Into the Wild. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> I didn't bring I'm this up the other day. I know. <laughs> but Into the Wild. Did you ever see that, Fred? Into the, the Wild. The one with Speed Racer? Yes. Yeah. Did you like it? It, it was just, okay. It just gives up. No, I, read, I read the book. Original score. So, Eddie so it was... Uh, uh, and it was it was okay. It, I, I like that I like that kid as an actor, even though I didn't. Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. Lords of Dogtown? No, but I did. Jordan. See him and what's up? Have you seen Lords of Dogtown? Yeah, I've watched it in uh, like kind of segments. Like I watched like the beginning on one time. Well, uh, it's on uh, the movie channels. On, oh, I oh. am a MediaCom subscriber, and <laughs> I like to watch my movie channels, and it's. On there, it's just all about like these uh, guys that basically start their own skate team, right? And uh, well, they're the they're fir- like, first skaters basically in California. There were surfers, and then this guy started making skateboards that were actually more like surfboards, and they, they would, you know, <clears throat> and they were the yeah the first people to start doing like they showed up at something where basically the the amount of tricks people used to do was like spin around on the back wheel. 
or yeah. jump off and jump back on, <laughs> jump over a chair, the and they come out there and started surfing on the street with it and doing you know mm-hmm. kick flips and stuff, and, and be more the, like the very what first ollie. The they didn't even know how to judge it the first time they did it. Great yeah. movie, start you know one of the uh, co-stars yeah. in the movie is the Joker. Yeah, he's like yeah. Yeah. yeah, wearing these crazy like fake denture things. Like, <laughs> You're not a pirate, man. <laughs> like it's you. It's good. It's that. real good. He plays an older guy who's kind of like it's his surf shop or whatever. But he's letting them. I don't know. It's it's good. It's a good movie. But Emil Hirsch is in it. Speed Racer. That movie is terribly maligned all the time. <laughs> I actually liked it. It reminded me a lot of the cartoon. Now yeah. I loved the cartoon as a kid, and I wasn't expecting a lot because it's Matthew Speed Fox. Racer. Those Wachowski brothers again. Yeah. Uh, the siblings. Yeah. Sib- yeah. Fuck them. Oh, the other Wachowski brothers. Well, hey, I also no, called the, the guy with the shaky thing Cassius Clay. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, Muhammad Ali is Muhammad Ali, but you, Cassius Clay, Cassius. that was his given name. I'm going to go with that. I was, I was going to say... Also, Mr. T is Lawrence Tarod. Just to bring it back, the only reason I did bring up Into the Wild, though, was because, like he said very quickly, Eddie Vedder did the entire soundtrack for that movie. So if you yeah. like the music during Maybe it, that was really the weird good. thing that I didn't it was put original. my finger on. It was original I was like, something reminds me of cloudy like depression <laughs> and girls that don't put out. Thanks. Oh, Eddie Vedder! No! Well, it was Eddie Vedder's, like, it was artistic integrity was on his side. Like, he, it was his artistic... Sure. It, flow. it came through like you know, it's it was, an amazing soundtrack. I'm just Eddie Vedder. I know. He he likes likes to really Everyone right. likes to make fun of. Because you know it's a hero. Especially the early album. <laughs> he's changed. Changed. Yeah, he's years. progressed. You know. His, he has. But uh, the banging comes up. These mics are very sensitive. So. Um, yes. That's really loud. Let's bring more attention to it now. Okay. So. Signal. All Let's right. see. Let's go back. So, all right. So back to Shay's top ten movie list here. Um, Easy to get off on Big Fish. I mean, yes. it's, wow, that was that's what she right. said. Yeah. Sean, me and you, me and you had plenty of conversations about movies out there on the call floor. Oh, uh, sure. But uh, eight millimeter. I that's seen, and we talked about this, and they were all against. I, at least Fred was against me, but I know I think most. I love that movie too. Andrew Kevin I think Walker it was, did Andrew the Kevin, you know, with Seven and uh, Walking. It was the first time I seen Walking Phoenix. You know, yeah. in a movie. I like, also was, liked he liked Walking. Walking was in that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, and I would like, say Walking Phoenix was the best part. I would of say, movie. and I was like, like a to watch yeah. snuff films. I was a teenager at the time. You know, like a young. Yeah. You know, like everything I saw in a porno was like blonde hair, big boobs. You know, thongs, like a regular porno. You know. I didn't realize there was this underground snuff scene and stuff going on, so I, you know, it brings light to the, you know, the darker side of porno. It wasn't even just the right. snuff, though. Yeah, was then he had to like go through all him. the and, shit and to he get had to figure stuff. out because he like didn't know himself. He was a family man, Nick Cage. You know, he was like a, a lonely detective. You know, didn't really know too much. He had to go through that himself. You know, like through different levels, trying to find out about. Yeah, because eventually had to go, they had to go to places where they were selling <clears throat> child porn and other stuff. Like, they just go had to go into all go the filth. into the territory, you know. And for, for the longest time, I thought that was a, a David Fincher, but it was like a Joel Schumacher or something like yeah, that. But Joel it, Schumacher. It seems like a Fincher kind of vibe, and that's why I just got it mixed up. Well, I mean, it was written by Andrew Kevin Walker. Walker. And he helped. With Finn, yeah. He also, I think, co-wrote Fight Club. Yeah, so that's kind or, of... Or, like, helped with That's it, why it was kind of along those... Andrew Kevin Walker. The guy who wrote... The eight millimeter, so 
Yeah, and that was uh, when Nick Cage. I thought Nick Cage was the man at that time too. And I seen Con Air, and mm-hmm. you know, was like, Nick Cage is hey, awesome. Odd, you know. We all oh, agree. Yeah, oh, we all agree he's awesome. I, I mean, was only I was only about forty eight point six percent of the time. I, I agree. With, yeah, I agree with that. That he's awesome in, in certain like movies, him. but like not everything that he does. But yeah, like yeah. at the, at this time, you got to think. I my Nicholas Cage was Con Air. You know, Conair. You keep bringing up Conair, but I thought he was bad in that. <laughs> the, I, I just yeah. love Conair as a movie. You know, oh, okay. I like Dave Chappelle in that movie, but uh, yeah. Malcolm. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, John Cusack. Malkovich. Okay. Matchstick Man. That's a really good one. My Nick I know. Cage, I, that's, I mean, that's, that's, just a, that's another. That's another. That's a good one. Topic, but Eight Millimeter <clears throat> and Joaquin Phoenix is one of my favorite actors too. So. And I'm glad they came back in the Master. I've seen the Master recently too. I'm glad that. Hey, did you like that? I think I'm the only other person that's seen it in the room. I haven't seen well, it. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. I did too. Yep. A little weird, but uh, I totally expected that. And Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix. Did he got a, he got a nod. He got an asshole. Oh, he got yeah. a nod, and he didn't get you know, any other. Well, that was his first movie back since his you know rap career. Band and his rap career. <laughs> yeah, and I like that too. You know, Which like, was, man, Joaquin. And that's why I think it was kind of like a, a publicity stunt, you know, because well, no, no press is bad press. If people are talking <laughs> yeah. about well, it. Well, his brother-in-law was doing a documentary about it. Then, that's what spurred it. Yeah, they finally... Black, yes. Right? Yeah. They, I thought they finally basically gave it away that they were just... It was all... Well, yeah, he gave it away when he sense. first started doing it, and it was like watching Andy Kaufman or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know he wasn't going to be a rapper. I mean... Why do you grow your hair out and a beard if you're going to be a rapper? You get some funky, weird haircut. But that Letterman, that, yeah, right? that Letterman scene was hard to watch. That was cr- cringeworthy. Yeah, the, like the, the interview? When his interview with, uh, with Letterman. It was so... Uh, like, yeah, like that, was, Crispin Glover. that was Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover's was awesome. And if you went to, if you went to that link to do his publicity stunt, then kudos, because that was pretty hard to watch. Kudos to you, sir. As much as I like... being a brave, courageous soul and... Standing by your convictions. As much Nobody as else had balls enough to put a Nicolas Cage movie in the <laughs> Eight millimeter, I will say, and we argue this yeah. too, if some of his movies aren't really Nicolas Cage movies, they're Coen Brother movies, you know, the, the you know, like the Coen like Raising Arizona is a Coen Brothers movie with Nick Cage in it. Uh-huh. That's a Nick Cage movie and, and that's awesome that you like it that much. I, I judge, I, it was a good movie. I probably had a good but, writing but, staff and a good director. Yeah, I don't, yeah. just, I don't know what else uh, Schumacher's done really. Like now off the top of my head, Batman. Put nipples on the bat suit. Yeah. 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 Well, oh, he recently he directed one of the episodes for House of Cards two, or two, two of five them. or six, I think. The new Netflix. Yeah, original. which is a great. Have you show. seen that? No, I just seen really it. good. I'm up to Kevin, episode I mean, nine. A, that's right, good if we like do Kevin it. Spacey. Yeah, yeah that's your. And David Fincher directed the first two episodes, I think. Well, well, that's one all the more reason for me to check it out. I've been planning on it, you know, just so many hours in the day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Sean definitely knows this about, uh, you know, my. Uh, Wes Anderson dick sucking. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it would only make sense. It would only We've make, all seen the pictures. It would only make sense for me to put a Wes Anderson movie in one of my top ten, and um, this may not be something that you guys would think, but uh, Rushmore. Love yeah, that that's great movie. Because, you, you know, when you think that, when you think Wes Anderson, you like Royal Tenenbaums, Mr. Fox. For me, that was my favorite. What, I assume, what are you a nurse Rushmore? or something? No, these are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? Wes Anderson's one of my he's up there with the Cohen brothers with me. Um just well, artistic, you know cinematography. Like not not like blockbusters, but he just makes a movie to I make sure it's the best movie, movie, the yeah. best story. 
Um, and Jason Schwartzman, that's he, he's creating those clubs, yeah. you know, just to be oh, a captain. When they do I know those little montage of all yeah. the different clubs. I know you guys don't have a fencing team. Here's an application. Like, <laughs> he's like too smart for his own good, you know. Like and his so, little battle with Bill he, Murray. Well, he's too ambitious. Yeah, he's too ambitious. All ambition, no focus. Yeah, he's like got ADHD. <laughs> yeah, too smart for his own good, really. I don't know if he's too smart. I think he thinks he's a lot smarter than he is. Is the was the vibe I got while watching Sean, it. Sean, he wrote a play. <laughs> yeah, I got the fact that he's just like, like know, he just stay with the Sean time. No stay, I mean, you're, he you're, is. You're he's a teenager. Just, do your right you know, passage, go, I mean, do good, but we'll cut that out. Maybe know, that's where the animosity comes from. He's <laughs> extremely narcissistic. Narcissist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's that. You look at being smart and. You know, smart enough to know you're narcissistic, I guess. I don't know. He has a sweet-ass cart, too, that he drove around in. And the cart, yeah. (laughs) When Bill Murray, you know, jumps in the swimming pool, it's like the swimming pool's green, you know. It's like they just bring, like, a different color of a camera style. uh, One of my favorite parts are the two boys that play Bill Murray's sons. Yeah. And they give the kind of like, who's good at JK? Like, and they're just, yeah, yeah, Like, they're just, oh, I knew a family, and one of the kids was redheaded. Yeah. That acted kid. just like that. They were just horrible. And I remember their dad just being like, ugh. <laughs> 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 so Rushmore, that's probably my favorite. I mean, I love all Wes Anderson movies. But. With Wes Anderson, I have mixed feelings about some of his movies, but that's one that I... Yeah, that was my I favorite. Life Aquatic. That was your favorite? That's my favorite Wes Anderson movie. What, Rushmore? Yep. Nice. That'd be my favorite. And uh, I know that Jordan liked Life Aquatic. That's oh, yeah. I, 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 I heard on previous podcast you guys go through. I have not seen Bottle Rocket and I haven't seen Moonrise Kingdom. Bottle I haven't seen the I'm in the same boat. Bottle Rocket is on Netflix and I have Moonrise Kingdom. I'll let you borrow it. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, but, you, know, you guys when you and yeah, he's talking about age. Like, yeah. He didn't want to get out of the ten-year-olds having sex. Like, yeah, being yeah, you have to put yourself in that position. Yeah, that's a really bad thing. It's that's apparently what's in it. I haven't seen it. If he was gonna do that, why didn't we just see the Fantastic Mr. Fox and Mrs. Fox? Yeah, but once again, the. And and in Moonrise Kingdom, like he's such a great. You got Eddie Norton. He's like trying. Oh, to be, he had a, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, try, he's trying to be the best guy that he could be, but he, he, you can tell his camp's falling apart. And Bill Murray is a good thing to Jason Schwartzman, like the camp across, yeah, they're, they're the rival so camp. <laughs> you go over to his camp, and uh, Jason Schwartzman, you can just tell like he's just got a better thing going on over there. Oh yeah. Like you yeah. see, like they're lacking. Like what's what's this pile of wood? You know, and then like there's a, a riggedy. Uh, Treehouse tree up, you know, and then like so you can see like that's he's like he loves being a Boy Scout leader, but he's trying real hard. And like their rival camp, you know, um, has like you, you'd see the difference too, because the same camera angle. They got like people, they got their little cadets marching Moonrise, Moonrise Kingdom. Kingdom. Oh, I don't okay, know if you've okay seen yeah. it, but they got their little cadets like marching in the background, and they have a hospital. I'll tent. bring that have, in. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. If, you haven't all seen it. But I was just I like to see it. Having too. a private discussion with Jordan, I guess. There we go. But you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, though. I get what like, you're saying. Exactly. It was, it was a great movie. Yeah. Okay, but so what's... So I didn't realize just, so many people hadn't seen it. I thought everybody would saw it. Yeah, it's kind of oh. newer, so it, know, sometimes it takes, you know, some people to... You know, some time. Well, Wes Anderson movies don't come around here. We live in the middle of nowhere. I mean... You know. Yeah, I don't know yet how yeah, long it was it's in been on, It's been on DVD. How I, long was it released for when it came out? No, it's select. It, it was like a select. select yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. New York, So I guess it's kind of hard to get your hands on. Um, so this other uh, movie on my list is kind of just, I'm sure it's up there and it's 
top movies of all time, pretty much. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Don't have to go on too oh, much yeah. about it. You know, I, I even mentioned here, it's probably on everybody's list. Um, interlocking stories. It's you know, actually... Quotable. The, the most movie, that, like the dialogue, you know, Royale with cheese. I mean, Lord, when I lay my vengeance upon you. Say what? Yeah, that's a tasty burger. Anytime you've ever, every time you're in a burger joint with your friend, you eat a cheeseburger. That is a tasty burger. You know, like that's just up there on everybody's list. I'm sure. Yeah, so Pulp Fiction. We all love it. One of the best jobs by Tarantino doing a little acting role in his own movie. Yeah, it uh, oh, that's, yeah. He, he likes Hilarious. doing that. He <laughs> loves doing that. He's uh, he's not as bad as Woody Allen, where Woody Allen like you know yeah. gets the hottest chick that you can find, you know, and like all this extraordinary shit happens. You were going to Tarantino was like a Tarantino's a cab driver, you know, something. I feel like his best cameos were uh, probably Pulp Fiction, and I really liked him when uh, he did his short for the uh, Four Rooms. Oh, that yeah. final thing where he's yeah, the, the one. one who's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing little 15-minute story, oh, too. Great like, movie. Oh, so right awesome. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah. Four Rooms is amazing. Definitely the, be- the best for the his and Rodriguez one. The misbehaviors, the one that had... No way. You like Ryan the one? House is the best Oh, well, I'm saying in... in, in uh, I'm just saying in Four Rooms, there were four different directors... Of the four, oh, oh, rooms, yeah, for sure. The Tarantino one, the Rodriguez, the misbehaviors with uh, the, Antonio Banderas. Yeah, yeah. Now we are headed back like a man. Not the end of She's a, a dead fucking whore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something so I gotta. I gotta you haven't see seen it. I've seen it. Oh, I gotta see it again. Yeah. yeah, I definitely gotta see it again. You get so, the hot witches at the very beginning to get you all into it. I mean, that There's was... the weird, like, yeah. Pink Panther, Inspector Clouseau-looking cartoon thing at the beginning. Tim Roth yeah. is just so wild. Like, he's just so he's, sprung. Oh, like, he was yeah. over the top. So, There's a character yeah. in that. Uh, Tim Roth, like, back, back to Pulp Fiction. Uh, Pulp Fiction you know, one of those movies that every time you watch, you pick up something different. You know, I've seen it probably 20 times. And then I recently bought, like, a decent surround sound, a uh, Boston acoustic with surround, you know, port- um wireless subwoofer like nice. awesome about 300 bucks and uh just to tell you how nice it is and i was watching pulp fiction <laughs> and uh at the, at the very be- at the very beginning <laughs> i highly recommend it boston acoustics look into it um and i was watching pulp fiction just to say like hey my new tv new surround let's watch pulp fiction you know because this movie can always watch um, that the very beginning when uh, Tim Roth's going on his little soliloquy talking about you know you think fuck what that making a dollar fifty now he gives a fuck he's doing for his manager you know he's like a lot of people come to restaurants uh, I had the blast and I hear in the background very faintly yeah I was sitting here drinking my coffee eat my muffin oh, yeah. and, I'm like, <laughs> and I heard like you know because that's where it begins and ends so like you actually hear Jules and sure. and. Uh, and Vincent talking about he said like, what you hear yeah I was sitting the here scene drinking my coffee oh, yeah. eating and so they're going on in the, in the you know like I never awesome. noticed that before I didn't know that and oh, that's what's going good. on at the same time I knew time, it was going on it's like the at si- the same time but didn't sure. know you could actually you hear actually them. it's oh. you, it's in it you know oh. that's another little subtlety to the movie it's the like thing that I steal like, there, from that you know? all the time is tell that bitch to be cool <laughs> you know what I mean say bitch be cool. Bitch be cool. all right well go go on the next one we're this is my very my last one. All right. Um, Snatch. Oh, yeah. It's just, uh, I guess, yeah, Guy Ritchie's t- typical British jargon action. You know, it's quotable, too. Just like a your shoot 'em up movie. Oh, no, it's what's the Brad Pitt in that movie, playing the gypsy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, just uh, the green so as a pig. 
you know, I like, like Bullet Tooth Tony. Bullet Tooth Tony, uh, you know the the little uh, dialogue with his, or his little monologue or soliloquy. I don't know exactly what you call it. But I like, really, and I really like the wolf. Man says Desert Eagle down the side of it. And yeah, he's like yours says replica. Right, right. says Desert Eagle point five oh, and he's like just drinking a beer all casually. He's like, yeah. so I'll say this one more time. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. I really like the, yeah. the Wolfman in that movie. He's so good as when he smuggled the diamond thing. He's like, hey, Bobby. And he's like, <laughs> and they show, Viva Las Vegas. It's the scenes of him getting all fucked up, wasted yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, did, yeah. I feel like, uh, it's just, that's my favorite guy, Richie. Shoot him up. You know, like, I, I'm not too big. Like, I mean, I don't really like too many action movies. You know, I like drama, comedy, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, as far as like action, like shoot 'em up, you know, like Terminator and. Uh, what I about like other Guy Ritchie movies? Yeah, I was Rock gonna say my Rock favorite Guy Ritchie movie would be. Uh, I, I've seen Rock and Roll, not my favorite, but. Um, what else? Well, Lockstock is too small. My favorite, yeah, Lockstock. That's a good. See, one. I really like, like the Roll poker Roll. game. The poker game where you got the, you got the wireless tapper. You know, yeah. My favorite's uh, Sherlock Holmes too. Game of Shadows. I forgot that was Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Well, like, I'm talking about... And, and I like they, the that they made the sequel better than the first it, one. It literally is better than the first yeah. one. I like the first one, but I thought the second one was better, and that's Guy Ritchie and Rob... And, uh... Jude Law? Well, Jude Law is really good, but Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. I blanked on his name. But, uh, yeah, those... Uh, bringing those two forces together. So, yeah, that, uh, that pretty just, much rounds up my top ten. All right, good deal. I mean, there's some more... Um, there's yeah honorable mentions. What do you got for a couple honorable mentions? I was gonna put Django up there. I mean, it's new. Um, like I guarantee yeah. that. You know what? I think movies, you know all of well, maybe not all, yeah. of, but the four of us that did the first initial podcast would all have put that on there if not for Sean brought up the fact that it's so new. We're like, yeah, it's a little did you really? I mean, you, see you know, again, maybe you know, I've only right. seen it twice. But I know I'm gonna like yeah. it. You Maybe know. when I watch it again, I'm like, ah, oh, they did it all wrong. Jamie Foxx is terrible. I don't yeah, think I so. Yeah, no, I'm pretty yeah. sure Christoph I'm going to be. Waltz, yeah. You know. <laughs> you know that it was. And I'm pretty sure that Sean is going to have to admit that it will supplant Pulp Fiction as the best Tarantino movie ever. I I, think I can't does. quite say that yet. Look, you manly time will tell. <laughs> I mean, there are just too many. I mean, they're both phenomenal movies, just I, in their own right. I don't it's know if there's much quotable stuff uh, from Django. And Pulp Fiction, a lot of that too is the time when it came out. See, nothing like exactly. that has been you really think gone. About the time, yeah, well, that know. was '94. I was, I was like seven, six, seven years old myself. You know, when Pulp Fiction. <laughs> That's <came out>. funny <laughs> yeah. because I went. To, we had to go, you know, north an hour to see it because it didn't come around here. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, good deal. Uh, let's see. So there's Shay's top ten. Now uh, I'm gonna quickly do just a little bit of news. Um, Quick couple things. Liam Neeson and Giovanni Ribisi are in talks to be in Seth MacFarlane's A Million Ways to Die in the West, that comedy that Seth MacFarlane's doing. Have you heard about this, Shay? Liam Neeson. And yeah, I've MacFarlane's heard of him. supposed to be in it too, right? Yeah, and he's playing the, the lead. Chick, uh, some chick, who was it? Not Mila Kunis, but some other completely hot chick that... Uh, no, I'm blanking. Um, wasn't it? Or was, was it, some, it uh, the, weird? the chick from Prometheus? Uh, Charlize Theron? Oh, Charlize Theron, yes. Is that right? Yes, that's right. South African chick? Yep. Oh, yeah, that was it. Nailed it? That was it. You (laughs) nailed it. Because as soon as you said it, now I remember. Uh, But Giovanni Ribisi, that guy, he is a really good actor. Oh, Mod Squad. Boiler Room and uh, (laughs) Avatar. Am I the only one that saw Mod Squad? Seriously? Uh, I I I haven't seen it. 
Wasn't it right. like a remake of an old TV show or something? You don't even know about the TV show. <laughs> no, I'm not, that, I'm not that old. But. At least I knew it was a remake of an old TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ma, it's actually okay. It's like Claire Danes. Yes, and him that's and, what I was thinking. I'm sorry that I don't remember who the black person. Is. <laughs> it's just like the old TV show. It's like a, the you know the old one. It was like the guy with the afro, the blonde chick, and the goofy nerdy guy. Yeah, Rubisi plays a guy. But, oh, Saving Private Ryan, right? G. Right. Bobby, yeah, he oh, was in yeah. that, and he he's was also, good in that. He's, he's in that he's episode, a medic, of, uh, right? He's been in so many. He's, a, he's like so a that many. guy, but now he's starting to become a. More and he's really good well, in Rum Diaries too. Rum yeah, Diaries, a bunch of Indian Boiler Room, and Avatar. Let's not forget about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's the smarmy Paul Reiser character. Yeah. I call him because you know the Alien movies. Paul Reiser's like, let's yes. there him. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's pretty much like the the bad guy in Avatar, but Boiler Room, we're, we're all like in well, the show. Doesn't he actually have like an epiphany thing for the end? Where he's like, it's so beautiful, we're killing these people. Doesn't yeah, he, he does. Avatar yeah. doesn't he come he around? He actually does come around. The I, that sounds like it could be right. But I what about the end of Dances with Wolves? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's uh, uh, let me get on to this other stuff. I want you guys to take a look at this picture. This is uh, this is Sofia Vergara. In the uh, in machete kills. When you do your accents, <laughs> it looks like a what fembot from Austin Powers. Have you seen? Ma- oh, the fembot. Have you sure. seen machete? Oh yeah, I haven't seen this though. Machete, machete, machete. <laughs> but yeah, she's gonna be the in the first one. Machete voice. bangs everybody <laughs> and shoots the. That, that was not a, That was not a, a, a realistic threesome. Like I don't see him having a threesome with Lindsay Lohan and. Oh, I do. Danny Trejo's the man. Danny Trejo, yeah. I just don't watch Weeds. <laughs> yeah, but I just, it's when crazy. I see it happen, I'm like, no way, dude. Or actually, you know, it's kind of humbling because it makes it feel like I could have a threesome with Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm scared that you want to have a threesome You just need enough. Lohan. Yeah, have you seen in that, that movie? I want to get arrested just for I being thought we were talking about the movie. Let's just talk about that Lindsay Lohan. And whoever that uh, who is the girl, other girl? Her mom. Her mom. Uh, you just need some booze and a and a large thing of blow, and then you can have a three way with Lindsay Lohan. That's probably the most likely. Th- <laughs> All you need is a <laughs> bottle of Carvatier. Some mad I'm just saying because some mad Spanish fly on Hollywood Spanish fly and a quaalude on a Hollywood Babylon. They have a whole segment where it's all about Lindsay Lohan fucking up every week. There's something where she's in court where she's locked up, addicted to this mess. She's just a mess, and her face is even like mutated now. Have you seen that? She's went through a bit of a transformation, not like a werewolf type (laughs) transformation. You know, transformation, but it's more like similar. A yeah, it's, it's scary. Similar. Yeah, it's yeah. scary. Like a um, with makeup. They're looking at doing a poltergeist poltergeist remake, and it's going to be directed by the guy who did Monster House. Did you guys watch that? The yeah, animated film. Yeah. I liked it. I liked yeah, Monster yeah, House. I just think it's just like a bit too kitty of a. Well, you know, I, have I thought it was I've seen relatively all dark. dark guys for a has kid's got movie. to be now. I know I'm the only one that saw that in the theater. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. but I, and I was ten. I came out like eighty-one. My I want to say terrified me with it, but uh. dude, get <laughs> the clown thing. I was never afraid yeah. of clowns, but that was scary. The tree, yeah. the whole that movie at the time when it came out was completely freaky. Now I don't know. How they're gonna make that? It has to be scary, and if it's not terrifying, it's it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be another. And that's the thing with horror movies. Ghost a lot of horror, 
a lot of horror movies today lack originality or they're just remakes. Yeah, they're like, just, it's just uh, the horror genre is kind of. Well, you know what I've noticed lately, Shay, is this kind of trend where these movies come out with a great ideas. And they do a great job setting it up and setting the tone. And then a lot of people are really disappointed with the way it comes out. It's like they don't really know where to go with it. Yeah. They get this yeah. great, all these, the, they, it's like they get the yeah, ideas the for scenes and visual I think things that's why people watch to them, instill like, fear before like, they actually yeah, get an idea. The whitest kids yeah. you know sketch where Trevor just walks into a room and starts pitching ideas across the room. And it's just <laughs> like, and what if there's like this one dude that fucking is like, yeah, there's one I feel like that's exactly how Holiday is. is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's exactly how it is. <laughs> they just do yeah. the like, get in the right room, with, you know, yeah, like, get in the room with the guy. Just lines of blow and stuff. Look at this. How about this? Like, think about SpongeBob. How the how the fuck was that created? Like, somebody had to be some guy wanted to do a little up. ironic cartoon about bikini atoll and nuclear testing. Everybody <laughs> in SpongeBob are mutants. They're yeah, all mutated from well, because it takes place below where we did yeah. nuclear testing and. All the, they all talk wow, about I didn't realize Fred had such why, an explanation. Like, out of the ground in there because it's, uh, they're all atomic. They're all like Godzilla. Yeah. They've all been changed by atomic radiation. Interesting so input. So anything else you want to know the orange Well, I was, just thinking, <laughs> I was thinking like, all right, dude, so what if we just had like uh, a sponge, right, and, the, and a pineapple... But wait, his he best friend's a starfish. And it's starfish. <laughs> and like this oh, pissed yeah. off neighbor is a squid, dude. Listen yeah. to fucking tea plays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's where I'm coming from. Like how that, how, like I'm sure that he was a plot for that at SeaWorld, like while walking around, like at the tanks. How weird is it? Or badass in How weird is it that the Kurgan from Highlander is Mr. Crab? I didn't know that. Is that? Yeah, I didn't know that. Clancy Brown, the guard from Shawshank, right? <laughs> yep. That's Mr. I can Brad. hear it now. Oh, no. Yeah. There was something you guys went off on, and then you got into SpongeBob. There was something before that, but now. Spider Man 3? No, we were not in Spider Man 3. But Talk about. Man, I got to trace what it, it back. What it thinks to come up with something. Like, uh, we're talking about horror movies, movies and lack of horror movies. I was going to say. Like they're coming up with these visuals that's before it. they we have talked about. Yes, I was just going to say, with horror movies, I find lately, I don't. None of the scary movies I'm interested in. I like the horror movies that are more like the comedy ones. Like, uh, have you guys seen? Uh, if you keep wait, what's, watching? No, those, Cabin in the Woods. Them. Cabin yeah, in the Woods. Yeah, Did you see the Cabin in the Woods? No. Oh, you're I've missing out. A little bit of it. Directed by Joss asleep. Whedon. I like that. You need to watch it. It's so it's good. Great. It's so so good. One of the I've best been movies. So disappointed. And it's not full on comedy. It just has scary, funny parts. The last movie I thought that came out that actually was kind of scary, and I want to say it was Event Horizon. Jesus, it's been a that's long a time. that's wow. a that goes way back. Well, <laughs> name something that really you watch. Name something you watch where you were really kind of scared. It really kind of scared you. The first time, uh, I'd say the. first First time I watched Paranormal Activity, it kind of creeped me out a little bit. Oh, get the first the, time. The first one. I watched yeah. The Grudge in theaters. That was when I was a the kid. Ring. The, the first time I watched The Ring, that kind of creeped yeah. me when out. When I was a kid, The Exorcist. The first time I watched The Ring, it was in Japanese. The Exorcist. <laughs> Ringu. Yeah. Exorcist was like that was legitimately still scares me. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah The Exorcist like, for sure. But that I wasn't old enough to see that in the theater. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not talking about the. I'm just saying like as a scary movie. Like well, dude, I really like Horizon. There's it's a, and again you know how I have this thing with like one scene sometimes does everything for me and there's the one scene where they're watching footage of the people that were there before or whatever and it's like you just see this like people getting their flesh torn off and killing and fucking each other to death and it just ah, he screams and it just 
it scared me. It scared me. I thought they're going to hell, and yes. I it it really like that. It was so fast, and I think it's like you said, the imagination thing was almost made it worse for me because I don't know what it was I really saw, but I know what I thought I saw, and it was nothing I want to be a part. I mean, it was it scared. It freaked me. me out. It was terrifying. I remember watching that one time late at night. It was yeah, it creeped me out for a very long time afterwards. Things real quick. Uh, they're doing a Tarzan reboot. Which I don't know. It's just weird. It's it's the story. It's one of those stories that just won't die. Every generation, there has to be another <laughs> another Tarzan well, I don't think movie. There's anything wrong with that? I think it's, it's not necessarily bad. I always liked the story. I did too. Like growing up, even the one with fucking Highlander in it. Uh, <laughs> Greystoke. It's a great movie. It was. <laughs> great movie, and it was mostly the basis for the Disney version too. Yeah, I, I liked it. And then, uh, but yeah, let's see. It says it's going to be directed by. The David Yates, who directed one of the Harry... It says Harry Potter director. I don't know if he directed the last one or which one of the movies he did, because I know there were multiple directors. Um, and then... Ale- Alexander Skarsgård is supposed to play Tarzan. Really? I can see that. Yeah. That'll be kind of interesting. And Samuel Jackson will play an American mercenary who helps Tarzan in his quest to rid the Congo of a brutal warlord. Perfect. Samuel Jackson just has to find a way to get into every movie. He, yeah, he's got to pay the bills. <laughs> oh, and this one, I, I, I think it'll be bad, but I think it's funny that they're doing it. A Beverly Hills Cop show. Eddie Murphy's producing, and he will be in some episodes, and it's going to focus on his son. And oh. Judge Reinhold has is also going to appear on the Judge show. Judge Reinhold, yeah. Which I'm just excited to hear the <laughs> dumb enough to get that one. I don't or? know, but I'm just excited to hear that theme song again coming up. The I always liked that the Axel Foley. It's called Axel Foley, Axel's theme or whatever. You guys are way better at sound checks than I am. Beatbox Jordan. No, 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 no. I really held off. I was waiting for someone to jump in it with me. I was like, you know that theme song? That awkward No one got into it. And then Fred came into it when I wasn't ready. But yeah, so I don't know. That'll probably suck. Mark Ruffalo. Finally tweeted about uh, the Hulk standalone movie. A lot of people have been talking about it. There have been rumors about what it's going to be, if there's going to be one. He says, this is a quote from him, A lot of folks have been asking about the next Hulk. The next time you see my Hulk, it will be in the Avengers 2. No plans for standalone. I'm not giving up on another standalone Hulk, but it's not in the works right now. One never knows what the future will bring. It's going to take him that. That's right that, that, so. Yeah. That's going to build up. Especially with the timing of the Avengers and the Avengers Two and <coughs> and, uh, and the Hulk and just the yeah they could just be waiting for next year too because now they got uh, Iron Man Three coming out this year and Thor next two. year they got they Captain America really Two and Thor, Thor Two so yeah it's all Guardians of the Galaxy and then Guardians of the Galaxy is also I think it's fourteen maybe I think it, it's, I think it is in fifteen fourteen or fifteen yeah I think it might be later in the year. But uh, I, think, all, I think that the way they presented the Hulk in the Avengers movie, I think that using him sparingly is going to be key. Uh, I think that it's it, you make it a big deal when you bring out the Hulk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because who knows if you're going to be able to control it. He might turn into a mindless beast at any time. You know what I'm saying? So... I you know I feel like it, that's better if, if Banner's just Banner and then it's like, oh, you know, blap and, you know, whatever. When he comes back. Like, I'm pumped yeah. for it. Sure, sure. Um, you control it a little better. Oh, God. And if 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Shane, do you know much live about action. what's going on with this oh, one? Man. With the uh, one they're making? They're making is it supposed one? to be live action? Oh, you haven't heard about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just did. Oh, well, okay. Michael, Maybe I have. Maybe Michael I Bay's directing. Oh, they're not going to be mutants. They're going to be aliens. And he just cast Megan Fox as April O'Neil. Typical Michael Bay. <laughs> oh, God. Why does he like... He's, but, he's a franchise. Thumbs. He's a franchise director. He's gonna look he's great. Let's like admit a franchise that. Movie. And Just why? Typical the liberal aliens. Hollywood why are the aliens? Why are the aliens? I so wish I could Mutants give you an answer. <laughs> why are they aliens? <laughs> Mutants politically incorrect or something? Probably. I mean, are they normal it's turtles that were mutated by aliens? No, they're on a, like a planet turtle or something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, why are they turtles? Are you making that up? <laughs> I'm making that up. Okay. If, if, well, aliens, if they're aliens, why are they turtles? It just. But they're they... from space. So far, they're from the same place where Gamera is from. Since the announcement of this, the co-creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, one of them at least, uh, has come out and just been like. This is gonna blow so hard. Just been layered. We got sold it. Do with they this. sold it. I know. But uh, yeah, it's really weird though, especially the the cast of Megan Fox is strange because she referred to him as Hitler a while back in regards to how he was on the set with uh, with Transformers, and that's why he didn't cast her in the third movie. That's why they took her, they wrote her out. He's like, well, fine, you don't you act like like they had like a, a tiff. So it's kind of weird that he decides to put her... I guess they made up, and now he's going to put her in the fucking... I'm going to ruin the Ninja Turtle. (laughs) Made up. I wonder how she did that. (laughs) Well, you never know. April might kiss a girl in the movie, and it could be okay. (laughs) It could all work out. That would... That's the only reason I'd watch it. We'll see. I would watch it to get Megan Fox banged by a turtle. (laughs) (laughs) There's that option. Plus, Ninja Turtles... I remember all I watched all three of those live action movies. Oh, I loved them. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Corey Feldman. You wanted to go. Practice, oh, I love the first. Practice your ninja moves after watching that. And even watching the second one, going back, watching the second one, the second one was not nearly as good as I remembered. <laughs> okay. The first one, though, it's <laughs> the first one still holds up. Oh, good. And the third one, not that good. But the second one, you know, you're just like, it's not that good. But then it gets to the end. Oh, and really then you get Vanilla Ice rapping, and you're like, I'm back in. And no, I'm in. No. <laughs> Go ninja, go ninja, you go, the door. go ninja, go ninja, go, 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 ninja, ninja. Was the, uh, what were you like five when I came out? It felt about what right? it was. Because I was the same be. age as him. <laughs> I had to be, you had to be Early about four 90s. years old. Right? Uh, Since I was Asian, I had to be into it. Kids. Actually, I think it was like 93, 94. You in it. So I was like six or seven. <laughs> I think he was. I do want to. He was the pizza boy. No, actually, the pizza boy was, actually, the pizza boy was Ernie Lee or whatever, and he did most of the Ernie Ray's Jr. Ernie Ray's, that's right. He did almost a ton of the stunts for all the turtle characters. Yeah, he was Michelangelo, I think. Yeah. I think he moves. did the voice, too. And then he did that movie, uh, Surf Ninjas. With, surf uh, Ninjas, get out yeah. of here. And then he was also an actual Muay Thai fighter, and wow, I saw him win a fight once. Nice. He's really good. Oh, yeah, he's studied martial arts since he was like... We should have an MMA discussion. (laughs) Yeah, we talked about it sometime. Um, Yeah. One of these days. Let's see. uh, Netflix Hula recommendations. I'm going to kick mine off real quick. I'm just going to do a Netflix one uh, this time, but... Old Boy. Have any of you seen Old Boy? As long as you're talking about the Japanese movie or whatever. Korean? Yeah, I've seen it. It yeah. is. You saw friend? Oh yeah. Did you like it? Oh yeah. I thought it's an oh, amazing, boy. amazing fucked movie, and it starts with just a, 
a great premise where he he he's out drinking, having a good time, and then he wakes up in a room. He doesn't know how he got there. He doesn't know why he's there, and he's trapped there for ten years. And like he he has a TV with a few channels. There's a guard outside the door. Won't, no one will talk to him. They bring him food every day, and he's just he loses. He starts losing his fucking mind over this ten year period. And then one day they just open the door, and he goes to try to figure out what the fuck happened. And it's such a great great crazy movie and it has one of the most amazing fight sequences uh yeah. one of my favorite fight sequences ever if you yeah, yeah i know I you haven't seen the movie but you saw ever the see the fight sequence yeah, it was amazing and especially that they did that all in one shot it's yeah. pretty impressive it's pretty cool fighting like, like 20 guys or yeah like and that. they made it yeah, halfway but, believable like oh I man mean, I, just, my favorite ever has to be ip man yes him versus yeah. the 10 japanese guys oh, God, and yeah. man yeah. Oh, I mean, the oh, one guy, as he's fallen, he, he hits him 33 <laughs> times, if you want to count. It's amazing. And so, I watched it many times, that's super a good slow combo. to get that number. That's a good combo. But he, as the guy's fallen, and he, it's just, it's crazy. I will uh, warn you, with Old Boy, there is some very graphic stuff, not only to the story, like it gets fucking twisted by yeah. the end of it. And there's like it won't surprise you if you've ever seen any Asian cinema. <laughs> right? It's yeah. really it's a really good movie though. So a lot of no holds barred. Oh yeah, you don't even know. Got watch, watch old boy. That's a great movie. All right, go ahead, Jordan. What's your next? All right, uh, my Netflix uh, recommendation is a movie called Paper Man. Yeah, I, it yeah, um, stars uh, Jeff Ryan, Daniels. Ryan uh, Emma Stone. Ryan oh. Reynolds plays oh, a imaginary series. character. Of Jeff Daniels yeah. in the movie. Oh. Superhero. Uh, they, Jeff he's superhero. Mr. Excellent. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. It's just about this uh, author who wrote a book. It did very poorly. And he's just kind of trying to rebound off that. Going to write another book. And like he's just like kind of super into comics and things. And so he's like created this like alter ego in his head of this guy named Mr. Excellent who's played by Ryan Reynolds who actually does a very good job in the movie probably better than the Green Hornet and, <laughs> you mean Green uh, Lantern Green Lantern whatever <laughs> probably better than both game. but yeah better than both combined <laughs> okay but back on there it also has uh, Emma Stone in the movie she plays like kind of this out of place teenage character that kind of befriends Jeff Daniels she meets him one day because he rides his bike in the town because his wife is kind of a like on kind of a separation type thing like with him in their marriage so they're kind of like a weird point and he's off to write this book and he's doing this kind of some crazy things just kind of out there but it's kinda, it's a good indie movie i gave it like it four out of five stars it's it. a good movie um Let's yeah check that one out all right shay what you got um i i don't know i didn't really have too much time to think about this one, but um, it doesn't. It's you guys uh, is gonna be much better than mine. Um, but I'm a big fan of South Park, like we were talking about earlier. Um, oh, yeah. the, the documentary on there. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but mm-hmm. Six Days to Air. Six or Days to Air. It was really good. Like, I mean, we just all. I, that's, I just. Well, we've all seen it, but there are people who listen. Yeah, I mean, that would be a good recommendation uh, because a lot. of South Park, you know, huge fan base. Um, but it's been on air for what, like 10, 
16 years. 16, yeah. 16 <laughs> years. I was going to like say 10, 15 years. Running strong. 16, yeah. So we've all like had something we could relate to with South Park. And uh, it just goes to show you that like even though like, you know, uh, Matt and Trey are just hilarious guys. You can see them like I think it's being zany behind the screen. Yeah, you don't even necessarily like have to be a big fan of South Park to appreciate. I think it's just cool to see. How fast it's impressive it. how they're able to the get process it together. of yeah. things. Yeah. Even whenever they struggle so they long, and just so coming fast. up with, like yeah. in that in that documentary, they they struggled so long just coming up with what their episode was going to be mm-hmm. about. Before they even had worried about the animation oh, yeah. and stuff. I so yeah. how they had just Bill Hader and, in the room to yeah, just kind of. What's he doing? If he like, was laughing, they were like, oh, we're doing good. Right. Doing they bounce ideas off yeah. Hader. <laughs> yeah, he had no significance to that. But yeah, he just whatever. was just kind of there to soak in everything and just kind of give him a reaction. So I I don't know I, I really like the whole process of just the yeah. episodes and oh my and God Trey, Trey's Asian hear, accent hear the voices yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you actually hear I love the way that you actually saw the recording and he would just crack up in the oh, middle yeah. of it that was yeah. good all right uh, what do you got Fred uh, well I had something else but now I'm definitely doing something different and I'm gonna say Ricky O. Ricky O's on Netflix? Oh, you yeah. better fucking believe it. <laughs> no! Recently no. added. Nice. Yes, it is. Holy if shit. If you've ever... If Not you, for the faint of heart. No, but if, have you ever seen Ricky O? Uh-uh. Oh. Have you ever seen The Daily Show? Yeah. The old <laughs> Daily Show where that guy gets his head exploded? That's a scene from the Ricky O movie. It is the most ridiculous, over-the-top gore in a martial arts movie like, you could possibly punch your imagine. stomach out, rip out your intestines, and then strangle you with them. Yes, you that happens. <laughs> the guy falls and it, under the board, the random board of nails sticking out of it, just laying there. <laughs> uh, it's so so weird, ridiculous. But Ricky L is so basically funny. a superhero murderer who gets thrown in prison, <laughs> and people decide for some stupid reason they want to fuck with him. Right. Oh, he's like, it's... I guess I'll just have to kill everyone. I mean, it's it's, it's so over the top. Such a great bad movie. And then uh, as a TV show movie. on Netflix, I don't think I've recommended this yet. The Aquabats Super Show. Yeah, we yes, talked a yeah. little bit about it, but I don't think you had recommended it. Uh, I don't know if you guys know anything about this. I but watched like, it. The Aquabats were basically started out as like a ska band or something in the '90s, as a because they thought the music scene was real depressing. And since then, they've now developed into this kind of like post-punk, you know, kind of band. But they've always had this theme of being a superhero team. And their songs are about, like, fighting the lava monster from Hawaii. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's crazy. But this show is like, it reminds me of Saturday morning when I was a kid. It was totally populated with all these live-action shows, like live-action Speed Buggy, Shazam Isis Hour, live-action little half-hour shows where it was like, yeah. you know, Super Mario Brothers for kids, but... It, yeah, basically. Where they have those live action. But the Alphabets reminds me of it. It's funny. Uh, it's, it's really awesome. I mean, kids can watch it. My nephew is nine. He's the one that turned me on to it. Right. And I was like, wow. And when I looked up Aquabats wiki page, did you do this? It's insane. It's huge. I mean, it's no Wikipedia. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but those are my two. The TV show, Aquabats, especially anybody that has kids or somebody that just likes funny, fun stuff. It's well done, and it and then I think it's in the third episode. It has Napoleon Dynamite and Lou Diamond Phillips in it. LDP, L fucking DP. Watch it, Lou Diamond Phillips. Watch at least that episode. It's so ridiculous. La Bamba, La Bamba, yes. motherfucker. Yes, and the star is Young Guns Six Six. Yeah, he was in some <laughs> Six Six Six. 
stupid sci-fi movie I watched the other day. Like yeah. some He's in so many like, bad movies. Yeah, yeah what? There's <laughs> like some creature from the Young Guns. He was a Young Guns. He was. And Young Guns too. <laughs> and he was Lubava. Or in Lubava. Well, that's it for Netflix recommendations, all that. Uh, and I think we're going to jump right into the um, our Walking Dead talk. Not a, not exactly Talking Dead because we're not you know following the episodes or whatever, like the thing on the show. But I, we want to talk a little bit about the comics because all of us here have read at least up to volume 17, right? I think we're all Refreshed up, up to the freshest vol or to the newest volume. Yep. So. Um, now, we're not going to go that far. I want to kind of keep it aligned with kind of what's going on and uh, where the show's at. But uh, let me quickly start with uh, why we started reading. Um, I think I know when Jordan and Shay started reading it. Fred, you said you had heard about it uh, from reading Invincible? Oh, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah, totally. Uh, maybe the first trade or two that I picked up had a... You know, the thing like other things from Image or Robert Kirkman. And I think for Walking Dead, I was like, wow, this same guy does a zombie book. And I thought, well, that's weird. And then literally it wasn't maybe a month later that the trades started showing up at work here. And I was like, well, that's, this is cool. You know, like, <laughs> so that was, that was really weird. That's how I was introduced to it yeah. anyway. And then, you know, the my kids and I watched the very first episode on AMC. Yeah. That's what got me. I heard there was a show coming up called The Walking Dead. And then... I seen a bunch of people here at work reading, like The Walking Dead. I'm like, oh, it's a graphic novel too, because I had no idea it was a graphic novel until yeah. I started seeing like, you know, tune in in February or October. Really? Yeah. So I, I feel uh, like we, because they came out the the comic book started in 2004. Um, I, I want to say it wasn't. I don't know because Andy it was didn't around at the same uh, time. Like I, I know it was pretty quick because I was. You know, about six novels in. When the but I remember I was still sitting way back there. But I, I just had gone online. I just wanted to find... I was just interested in getting into a comic book series. And I just wanted to find one that was good. And that one that I was interested... As soon as I saw this uh, highly... You know, all, all these... I'd see links in different places where they talked about this comic, The Walking Dead. And it was something that appealed to me because it was always hard... Growing up, when I had comics, the actual issues to jump into these superhero stories that have been around for 50, 70 years. And, you know, if you got a random issue, you never know. You're always, like, in the middle of some huge storyline. So I saw The Walking Dead, and I was like, it just clicked. I'm like, I'm going to buy this one. So I bought the first volume, brought it in, started reading. I was like, holy shit, this is good. And then I I was just, I was, you know, someone sitting next to me. I'm like, like, hey, man, check this out. And then I passed that over, and they're like, yeah, that is fucking great. And then we just, and eventually got around to where we were passing... We got up to like volume nine, ten, so and we're, all we're passing them all around. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's where we all started with it, uh, at least here. And then um, I guess we already covered it. It started in 2004. Uh, there's kind of an interesting forward in the book where he basically talks about why he wanted to do it and just wanted to. Jordan, I think yeah. you said it best when you were talking earlier. Yeah, he just uh, wanted to create a series just about all these like movies that have come out about zombies just what happens after the credits roll like what what happens then just like how do these people continue to survive in this world that they're living in now and not the and he made sure to make the distinction like he didn't really he was not necessarily a big fan of the uh 
goofy kind of zombie movies, mm-hmm. the ones that are just kind of like the yes. goofy horns. But the ones that really, the ones that looked at like civilization falling apart and how yeah. they kind of brought things into light. The Dead series by George Romero, I'm sure he got a lot of inspiration from. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of like, like everything Brooks. just goes crazy. Yeah, and Max Brooks. You read that. The we, zombie survival guide. I have the survival. Guide. Zombie, yeah, I have survival. What's that? Zombie, zombie survival, survival guide. Yeah. And there's well, a lot good. of things that you see good the Walking tips. Dead that are from that, too. It's There's a whole zombie culture, too, that you can learn a lot from. That, that's why people mm-hmm. like it. Is that, you know, it can... It gives you something to think about. Like, how would you act if, you know, you everything that you had to... You know, you had to survive, you had to... Well, lots you know, of crazy scares as of late with uh, people abusing bath salts in uh, Florida. <laughs> a couple experiences. Like it might yeah. be spreading. Um, I will say, uh, before we get in the comics, too, I'll just also talk a little bit about the show. Of course, the show, when I saw the show oh, was getting that. started, I was super excited because I had uh, been reading the comics for some time. I think, I want to say we've been reading them at least a year before the show came out. Oh, yeah, it seemed Maybe. like about... That time because we were all fully invested into. Oh, they, it. Like I must have been at ten trades or whatever. I don't. Show came out. Yes, I had been probably up to about ten whenever the show. I, was I just started out. like just a little bit before the show came out because I was pretty fresh into it. But the so uh, kind of running parallel. Yeah, I caught up about the time the show came out. I caught up to what was current in the comics or whatever. And I really liked that they got Frank Darabont involved early on. Frank Darabont is you know he directed Shawshank Redemption, which of course was in my top ten. And the other two best Stephen King adaptations, uh, Green Mile and uh, The Mist, which I loved. Oh, The Mist. I loved all three of those. And, yeah, The Mist uh, tears your soul apart when yeah. you watch it, but it's a good movie. Uh, but I, I thought Green it was interesting. Green Mile and The Mist? Did Stephen King write The Mist, too? Yep. So he loves the Stephen King. Oh, he does. He's Maybe all about he should it. do the Dark Tower movies. <sighs> I wish. <laughs> He's done a pretty good job so far adapting Stephen King stuff. So, yeah. uh, But uh, let's see. I thought it was interesting how many actors Frank Darabont reused from his other stuff. Like if you notice Andrea, she was the girl in The Majestic. She's also in The Mist. Uh, a lot Carol. of directors and actors just mesh together. Yeah, but he brought them. in everybody yeah, from the Carol, mist. It seemed like Dale, Carol and Dale. Uh, there was also like a one of the soldiers from the mist that was a soldier in. Uh, one of the first episodes of The Walking Dead. Yeah, he was the guy in the tank, wasn't yeah. he? Neat. So but I don't know any of that. There were so many characters, so many actors that are yeah. from The Mist that are also in. Uh, I, I wasn't aware of that. In The Walking Dead, but um, but yeah, Frank Darabont did really well, and it got off to a really good start. It's very faithful to the first volume of the comic, almost almost identical to the show. Yeah, very very similar to you know, everything that happened. I mean. Uh, one of the things that stuck out with me is in the first comic, Rick came across not only a horse, but a hatchet that was very identifiable, identifiable you know, to his character for me, you know, just because he always had that you know, with him at all times. And that was something the show kind of neglected. Well, minor details, but it annoyed me it, yeah. <laughs> a little bit just from reading the comics. He always had that on hand with that, that pistol of his. My, it's become iconic in the show, but uh, I'm trying to think some of the characters that are in the uh, in the comics that are not on the show. Carol, well, some of the characters that are totally different. Like Carol <coughs> is completely different. She's yeah, you actually get to see her. She has terrible husband, 
in real life in the comics it was always just oh he was a you know bad man or whatever right. and she'd mention him but you actually get to see it well Norman Reedus's character isn't in and, the uh, comic either is the guy on top of the roof with the hand yeah. oh, yeah. Daryl Merrill yeah. yeah. Daryl Merrill Daryl the crossbow guy that's still with the party there's also yeah. this whole uh, family that plays a large role in this, yeah, the storyline. Yeah, the uh, Spanish family uh, they had uh, no part in the comics at all and well, also I think the, uh, the family that are in the comics was uh, oh, Alan. Donna Alan and two twin boys uh, Ben and Billy Ben and Billy and um, trying to think of others, Tyrese ends up showing up um, very early on. Very yeah. early, um, and Tyrese in the comic has a daughter, and the daughter's boyfriend. I don't know. I, this is kind of weird to talk though about. It's like I don't want to give away too much. Yeah. Like I don't want to just sit here and spoil the comics. Right. You know what I mean? But I would say. Read the comic books. I mean, well, I think it's what cool that Kirkman mm-hmm. did something different and didn't just make. You know, yes. not, uh, the same thing. The, the, the fact that it is different yeah. makes it me want to watch it because yes. otherwise I would just tear it apart like I did the Batman movie. I mean, you there know, are some things though. And they never use the word zombie at all. Walkers. They never call them zombies. Yeah, because they, they never had those that. movies in existence in their world, at least. Like, he wanted to make that clear that no one really knew what was happening. Really? Is that like, part really? of the mythos? He's, so yeah, he's I didn't know that. I just assumed everybody right. read that in. Say that because it was like well, you know, well, they just all talk about they all have it. Because remember, didn't when Shane? Can we all talk about what happened in season two at least? Yeah, like, I know Shane's dead. Like when yeah. he died, he didn't get bit. He got shot, and then didn't he reanimate? Like Rick shot him, then he reanimated. Er, so he wasn't infected. in the comic books. It was a little bit different because. Right, but I'm just, uh, Carl took him down yeah. because he's seen him confronting in very, Rick in the very first, and like right off the bat, yeah, yeah in the first shot one him in the chest mm-hmm. instead of the head. So I kept waiting for that to happen in season one, and then they end up in the CDC. More stuff that oh, never happened. Yeah, like you said, Fred, I am totally with you that I really like that everything's different, mm-hmm. but yeah. something, but they're, totally but it's similar. Movie. It all feels yeah. familiar. It all feels familiar. Like the places they go, it follows a similar path, yeah. but they just the main something. Story, but Does anybody else find themselves hating Laurie in the TV show yes. way more than in the book? And yes. yeah. way more. Yeah, I hate her. Yeah. Remember, and, and now Fred hasn't seen any of season three, and so we're oh talking no, about just I stuff from season that. one yeah, and two. Yeah, I'm a I'm a well, trade bad guy. I wait for the whole season to be out, and then I watch it all in one day. So. But uh, but yeah, I I also found she ended up being a, a big bitch at the end of season two, and it was just weird, like the scenes where she's like whispering into like Rick's ear. She's like, she's like, he'd kill you if he had the chance. <laughs> yeah, it was so yeah. odd, and she didn't seem to be a very good mother either. That like, was uh, yeah, that was one thing that kind of I guess one thing I didn't like that they changed because her character was likable in the comic. Yeah, oh yeah, I think and so too. Andrea. Uh, her character was more likable in the comic too. Oh, yeah. very much more. Uh, her character in the show is like a, ruined. A, a booty call lately it's for everybody. <laughs> oh yeah, well she, uh, you know, went she on a target practice with Shane and decided that she was going to need a little extra curricular activities during the you know ride back, but. She's made some pretty questionable decisions, I think, in the show. I mean, it just kind of portrays just, you know, she's a, a, her own character. And she's going to make bad decisions. And Kirkman's, you know, came out. And but she really hasn't done much by the end of 
And by the end of season two, she hasn't really done anything that bad. It was kind of weird her hooking up with Shane. But then at the yeah. end of season two, of course, she wanders off with the rest of them. And, uh, like, she gets separated from the group, if you remember that at the end of yeah, season two. Yeah, and gets two. saved by the mysterious traveler with yeah. two zombies pets. Yeah. Yeah. Michonne. The sword silhouettes. But, um, think of any. How cool is that, though, that, that she hauls around the armless jawless yeah. zombies just so she smells like them. And she's also got an you know, emotional attachment to badass. them because you know, people like her from pets. her past. Yeah. A brother and well, and then boyfriend. It, and then it yeah. becomes like a point. Yeah. They mention that at some point in the comments. Yeah, they don't have much of a problem ripping it up with their arms and jaw. Like, yeah, no. Well, she's got to do what she's got to do. I mean, she is. She's definitely good to have. I'm trying to think of uh, something else. At the end, in season two... I thought it was weird uh, with Dale dying. They moved that up so much. Like yeah, he dies so quickly. Yeah, so much later. Can we all just vote on who the best character is? Uh, uh, well, I, I mean, hold on. I mean, I'll take that one. I guess we'll have guys. to. Ooh, I don't want to say too much about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say it's Glenn though because he's in all three: the video game, the comic book, and the TV show. He is. He is he in is. all three. Glenn's I don't think anybody else is in all three, right? Uh uh-uh. uh Glenn's no. always like their moral compass too. Well, Dale was the moral compass. Oh, that's, that's yeah. right. Not, I'm sorry. Glenn kind of just like Dale. had to adopt that yeah, role. Glenn is with Dale leaving the TV series so soon. Oh, 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 oh. I really like uh, all the people that cast. I think it's weird that we really hear back in an watching interview. The re- well, okay, never mind. I don't want to talk too much about it. I really liked watching the reaction of that one thing that happened with Glenn that shocked everybody as people read it at work and yeah, you just yeah. see him like, what the? Oh my God! Yeah. Like just watching that as it hit one person after the other was really rich for me because I had, of course, I read it first. You know what I mean? That yeah. was really cool. I was one of those people. No, I know, I know. It was good. It was good. Talking from the newest series yeah. after, yeah. I was... Uh, <laughs> oh, I bet you were tore up yeah, about it. That killed me, man. That was my fucking... Yeah, I would say my, my, favorite, my favorite character is probably uh, Michonne. Michonne? Yeah, Michonne. Or is that how it's... Yeah, Michonne. I think so. Make sure Michonne. Michonne. Nobody can hear the voice in your head when you read comics. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I don't know who would be my favorite. I think she would just be like Carl a lot from the comic. I bet you do, you weirdo pedophile. I'm just kidding. Maybe not personality wise, but she's very not, oh. utilitarian. <laughs> she can definitely get around. And she's smart. So I, she yeah. Tyrese was also another really just good, honest character. Just like, He played such a great role in the comics just as a, as a Daryl to. You know, Rick in the TV series, just he was, and that part where he gets left in the you know the weight room with the the room full of zombies that yeah. was just crazy. <laughs> with uh, him just, though, is I still was like he he did fuck up quite a bit there at the prison, and I think probably like volume four, yeah, where he with Mich- he gets up in with Michonne and fucks things up. Laurie's so much crazier in the. <laughs> in the comic than in the show. I'm not sure about the casting of her, though. She oh, was... I hate her in the show. Do you? Oh, I just can't. And or she, not Lori. And... I meant Carol. I'm I, sorry. I, I kind of knew what you were talking about, but I jumped on it anyway because you okay. were talking about Lori again. Yeah. I just... I'm kind of waiting for somebody to to die. I hope it's her. <laughs> <laughs> right. somebody, I mean, somebody's She's got to. It's been a while. Good dreams. Yeah. It's really been a while in the show. I mean, not to spoil anything, but... 
It's gonna yeah, be a while since. I'm just pissed at Carl and you know somebody's going to. Yeah, I wanted Carl to shot change. That's a big deal. Well, see, and it leads to a lot of that stuff later yeah. where Carl that's why, to grow up. That's why that. Carl's my favorite character, and even on the show, too, to some like degree, he wears a cowboy hat and carries a gun. I mean, they're like our love on forgiveness. It's just, <laughs> it's just the way that he's. You see him grow and change over time, and sometimes it's scary. In the comics, it's almost scary sometimes because he's so he starts to get cold, dark, and cold. oh yeah, and the stuff that starts coming like out, he his starts mouth to right disconnect. Away. Think yeah. about the the newborn baby Judy. Like we had to do it, Dad. Where were we gonna shoot hers? Didn't she get bit? I mean, like or some, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Saying he's just he becomes so we have to kill him disconnected. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to think in the well, and I don't want to say too much, but yeah, he's just. Yeah, I don't want to say anything. I guess from season three, but I really, I really like what it, what's going on with him in season two and season three. Like yeah, what goes I on with I him as he changes. But yeah, we're uh, but we'll go ahead and call call for now. We're going to get into more uh, Walking Dead stuff later. Uh, but if you that's haven't it. played the video game, go get it. Pick it up for PS3. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's $20 for the entire collection, and you can get all five episodes. PlayStation Network or Xbox Live. It's amazing. All right, well, that's it for this week's episode of CIA. Uh, Shay, thank you for coming out. Thanks for having me. Our guest on this week. Uh, CIA, over and out.